Not much delay at all. Yeah. Okay, so, Daniel, you've been on before. Yeah. I mean, you've been on, I mean, technically twice now, on one regular episode. So, um, just you have not. And so, have you listened to my podcast? And if not, please leave. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> have, have you heard an episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Oh! I- Get the fuck out of here. Um, this is this is my podcast. I'm going to swear as much as I want. You know what? Actually, I was thinking, listen to your guys' pod. Um, I think bleeps are hilarious. Oh, yeah. I didn't listen to a whole lot of, um, you know, the, the religious theme. I mean, the Smoking Popes were my, like, secretly Jesus band, which came out later that, like, oh, those aren't girls right. that aren't. They aren't all about girls. Some are about Jesus. But, like, I loved Five Iron Frenzy. Five Iron Frenzy. Oh, right, yeah. Were you guys are you guys fans of Five Iron Frenzy or were you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they were tied in with Real N K. Yeah, early yeah. on, like they have a song about them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Before Real N K really hit it big, they were opening for Five Iron Frenzy on a couple different tours. Yeah, my favorite release theirs is not even a full length. It's the EP called uh, "Quantity Is Job One." Yes. And it has the pants opera, the the these are not right. my pants rock opera. Yeah, that's a very they Fucking... might be giants type thing. <laughs> it's it's in a so, way. It, it's, it's a little still... goofier than a they might be giants would be. Right. It still cracks me up. So they're going through like it sounds like they're going through the presets on like a cheap keyboard, you know, the little demo right. tracks. And yeah. um the the rap one, how it's just bleeping out all these words that are none of them are actually swears. Right. Check one, check. Yo, Bobby and Billy, you out the What's up? But it's like, yo, yo me and, and Bobby, Bobby, we was walking, walking down, down the beep. Yo, we didn't have nothing to We had our pants on, but yo, these ain't my pants. Uh, I'll get them off now. Um, tight. Oh, they so tight. I be my Ouch. Ooey, ooey, eat. Um, Billy, Timmy, um, hello there. Yeah. Because we in the street. Talking about the bobbies and the billies out there And they tight pants on You got to loosen them things Loosen them up You know what I'm saying? Word What's up? I was thinking that when I do your podcast You should just like bleep random words that I say Oh yeah Uh, Just like bleep everything Like maybe I'll actually swear sometimes And you guys can bleep it out But then just like bleep out If I say um Just like bleep it Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or run it backwards like they do on uh, sometimes on rap tracks when they censor things. They just run the switch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Oh, one of my favorite bleeping moments. Um, 
I was watching some old skate videos. So like I'm I'm a fucking dinosaur and I started skateboarding in the late 80s and I have this Santa Cruz Speed Freaks which like Santa Cruz stuff is now coming back in style like uh, Vans or something. Uh, and kids are like, I don't know what that is. And uh, they're like, well, I don't know. It's something about skateboarding. I'm like, dude, Santa Cruz Speed Freaks, 1989, Mike Vallely's, who then has become a huge douchebag and sort of the singer of Black Flag. Um, his part on that video, he's super young. He goes running through a graveyard at the beginning of it, but then his skate segment is to Dinosaur Jr.'s freak scene. Do you guys know Dinosaur Jr.? Yes, a little bit. Nope. Jessica okay. does not. They're yeah. fu- fucking amazing. So good. I, I own, I mean, my electric guitar sitting right over yonder is a J. Mascus. Uh, it's hiding behind my wife's bass. But it's a J. Mascus signature jazz master. One of my guitar heroes. They've actually had a song on Guitar Hero. Um, this song, Freak Scene, is there's a line that goes, So fucked, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I wish you'd see it. They bleep it out on the skate video, because skate videos used to care about the children. Uh, the fucked is bleeped out with a grinding noise of the oh, skateboard no. <laughs> grinding. So it goes, So I can't believe it. <laughs> so I can't believe it. That's perfect, and I love it, and I find it on YouTube. Still like that. Still mm-hmm. has the little scrapey in it. They didn't unbleep it. Yeah. So good. So uh, so anyway, Jessica, since you have not um, listened or been on the podcast, <laughs> well, I mean, Dan, did you kind of catch her up as to how this whole, like, the structure usually goes? Forgetting how you start, but early, but the b- beginning, it'll be like, how did you get into the Empire Giants? Okay. So how did, so should we just go ahead and <laughs> ask like- her that right now? <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll go ahead. I'll start it proper. So, I mean, the structure is pretty much we talk about your guys' fandom. So, we'll refer to the Black Ops episode, but that was so long ago, man. Right. And it, um, I still have the honor of having been the episode that had your lowest score. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think, oh, yeah. Is it still? Because so, uh, unless there's been one that you banked recently. Oh, we, which just came out, I gave a 5.2. Oh, okay. So, and I did hear that episode, list. but I must not have. I must have missed if you said this overtakes or undertakes I mean, <laughs> Black Ops. I mean, that's that's. I mean, but that's like almost like a throwaway track to to me. It's a total goof track. While Black Ops is like a song where Flans was like, "This is a good song. Let's put it at track three or whatever three, right? I think, on yeah. the new album." And I'm like, like that's yeah. probably still like. <laughs> Even though it doesn't have the lowest score, it's the lowest score for like a legit, you know, over two minutes song. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. I guess. Holy shit! Is this song not over two minutes? For science, is it like a minute? This song's short. This, this song's it's like really a short. maybe like a minute twenty. I think. Oh, it's so great. Okay, so we'll get to all that. So we'll go through your fandom. Or your lack of fandom. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I had Maddie Rendell on. He's like, I've heard three songs, and I right. picked this song because I like the title. Um, you don't like me. <laughs> and it was, it was a great episode. And I'm always trying to convince different sorts of people to be on, including non full on dork super fans. So, well, then you've got one with Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a different kind of dork. So, um, <laughs> a reliant K dork, yeah. <laughs> Reli- reliant dork where the K is capitalized. <laughs> um, so then we'll get into, you know, it's like, I mean, you do a song by song thing. I'm very much a, instrumentalist 
I mean, I'm a music teacher. I mean, has he has he told you my my deal? I'm a total yes fucking nerd, and <laughs> but a punk rocker as well. And so I like to talk about you know what kind of mallet percussion is used on a song, and not just say I don't know xylophone or something. Um, I'm the guy that gets mad at the kids <laughs> store in the children's toy aisle where there's a xylophone. Xylophones have wooden bars. Do not yes. call a we metal this barred <laughs> instrument a xylophone. Okay? Those are glockenspiels. Now, I understand the toy makers are probably like, glockenspiel? What's the, that's a German word. People won't understand that. Glockenspiel, glock is bell. Spiel means to play. So it's basically a bell you can play. Glock and spiel. Glockenspiel. And um, you could say bells. Mm-hmm instead of glockenspiel that would be better they call them the orchestra bells um but then you could be talking about a lot bell there's a lot of different kinds of bells sleigh bells tubular bells um hand bells but like the glockenspiel is accurate while xylophones are wooden bars and vibraphones are um about the same size as a xylophone but metal bars and then do you guys know what a marimba is no we just know the three that you already mentioned marimbas (laughs) marimbas are the most awesome in that they are just like almost like a a bass xylophone okay to put it simply bigger bars go super low i actually won a student composition contest in college that i wrote um a it was called a rock piece for mallets drum set and percussion i played drum set there were there was a xylophone a vibraphone two marimbas a glockenspiel so all of those and then I played drum kit, and then my other friend that did Glock also did some tambourine and shakers and some extra floor tom and stuff, and it was awesome. I mean, those things are like 5000 bucks a piece. So, I mean, well to spent. be in a room with, with two marimbas, you know, I don't think I took wow. my college time for granted, but I kind of miss it because I just have any access to shit like that. Or like, here's a bassoon. Let's learn how to play mm-hmm. it. Awesome. So awesome. And are we ready to officially start? Yes. Little drink of the coffee here. Let's get, let's see if it gets on mic. 
Perfect. I needed to get that ice clinking. And in perfect, uh, they might be giants. Keeping with perfect, they might be giants form. We don't drink booze while we're recording this podcast. I don't drink booze at all. We drink coffee, baby. Oh, nice. I'm not drinking coffee, coffee yet. Coffee or water. <laughs> you know, coffee or water. water. I'm drinking coffee at 10 p.m. It's 10 p.m. here. My tolerance is so high. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song song podcast about the greatest band of all time. No, it's not Reliant K. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Try again next time. It is They Might Be Giants. and Just nearly beat them. Ri- <laughs> just, just edged them out, you know, in the finals of the uh, dork band Olympics. And uh, so uh, the, the reason I mention that is uh, I'm your host, Greg Simpson, of course. I am here with uh, two wonderful people, one um, returning guest and one new guest. They are co-hosts of the Sadie Hawkins pod, which is a Reliant K song by song podcast. We've got uh, Danny and Jessica here to talk about for science. Woof, woof, woof. A dog goes woof. <laughs> He'll be a love dog. <laughs> there has been a spacecraft sighted Flying high above the sky Sirens declare there's one among us from Venus Volunteers, we need volunteers Soldiers to meet them That's our podcast engineer, Engineer April. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. April? That's okay, our, so yeah. Our dog, April, is our is our podcast engineer. Yeah. That's the mythology okay. of our show. <laughs> and she was being very unprofessional. She's upset because basically you're engineering this show. So she's like, yeah. this is ridiculous. I'm not even getting paid for tonight. Yeah. She's well, trying I'm to leaving disrupt. that on the track. Well, here, maybe <laughs> she'll like me if I write her a theme song, right? She's okay. our dog. She's our dog. We really love our dog. She's a dog. And that would be her part, actually. The the, the female part. Yes! I will kiss the dog from L.A. Well, she's Getting going to sleep, so she and... definitely likes it. Yeah. Okay, great. I soothed, I soothed yeah, her jangled dog nerves. Beast. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jessica, are you a Leary too? I might. Yes. Or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always have to ask. My wife kept her name, um, which makes things confusing, but we're both feminists, so I'm fine with it. But uh, yeah, people at the pet store, they're like uh, the frequent buyer or whatever at the local pet store. Um, yeah, what's, uh, what's your name? I, is it under my name? I don't know. Just look up both of these names, okay? Uh, but, yeah, so Kara is amazing and is going to be on the Nanobots episode, hopefully sooner rather than later. Nice. She was on our Dr. Worm episode, episode three, because it's my favorite They Might Be Giant song, uh, and uh, Reliant K was played on that episode. Yes, I remember uh, that. Yes, and Kara uh, and I were like, I think it's kind of like a Christian-y pop punk band. I don't know. Let's listen to it. And we're like, oh, it's pretty good. And... Uh, I'm going to be on City Hawkins Pod later to, or we'll probably air these around the same time for Synergy and uh, uh, 
It's going to be on the episode about Reliant K's Dr. Worm Dr. cover. <laughs> and so, They Might Be Giants have not covered Reliant K. No. So, <laughs> that would have really worked out well, but no. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we're, you picked For Science, and uh, yes. we're going to talk all about that song. Awesome deep cut. I love it. Um, but let's remind people that... Um, Dan, Danny, you were on the Black Ops episode on mm-hmm. episode eight, way right. on. So we were mixing it up on Twitter, and we talk about all that on that episode. If people want to go way back, and a lot of new listeners are going back and starting at episode one. So chances are, um, people and a lot of people are telling me how they're binging the show. They're coming to it later, and they're just flying through. Right uh, there was this. There was this one guy who. <laughs> It's nuts. There's this one guy who took down like 70 episodes in like two months. I'm like, dude, what do you, what's your job? He's like, oh, I walk the dog a lot. I walk to work. I do this, like all this stuff. Always got the earbuds on, listening to me jabber at him for like probably three or four hours a day. I'm like, holy cow, dude. Man, I, 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 I'm a little too annoying to be listening to. Is he listening to, to it much. at like three times speed or something? <laughs> Maybe. I didn't ask him that, but he like. Is he like listening to. Yeah. Yeah. So like he probably listened to Black Ops like <laughs> maybe four months ago and then he's caught up now and he'll hear this one and he'll be like, oh yeah, I just listened to that one a little while back while everyone else is like, who? Uh, so Black Ops. Um, and I'm trying to remember why you picked that song because it was at the time and for a long time the lowest score I had given at a 5.9. Why did it, remind me? I should have re-listened to that one before we did it, this. It was just like it was like a joke. Uh, it was like I picked it as a joke because of course I you was did. like I, I had like a I can, I have multiple meme accounts and multiple like different themed Twitter accounts and like I was talking to you from a. Twitter account that's obsessed with helicopters. Oh, right. It's just a joke. <laughs> right. About the Blink-182. Like, oh, yeah, helicopters are mentioned in Black Ops. <laughs> what was the Blink-182 song right. that had the black helicopters? Exactly, because there's a Blink-182 song that's a... Yeah, and so I it, that was just a joke from that one joke account out of, like, ten that I have. And I think you knew it was actually me, so I think you thought I was being sincere. And I was like, okay, well, I'll actually do Black yeah. Ops. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like man. fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> No, I, I love it. Any excuse to do an episode. And I, in the early days of the podcast, like, like all you guys that I met mixing it up on Twitter around then um, have started your own song-by-song podcasts, like Jimmy Eat Pod. I was just talking about with um, uh, Matt Flood, my previous right. guest. I mentioned uh, th- that podcast, and I'm going to be on an episode of theirs, too. It's just fun to do all these crossovers, and, like, all you guys that... Like, talking on Twitter is one thing, but, like especially in today's virus riddled age, we wouldn't meet in person. We also live 2000 miles apart, but like talking on a video call seems a lot more, um, you know, like we haven't met in person, but like we see each other while we're talking to each other and, uh, makes me feel like I get to know you guys outside of the Twitterverse. And so anyway, uh, uh, Danny was also on the Patreon peeps party number two, which will have aired before this. So let's meet, uh, Jessica or, or Jessica as, um, as your mother calls you. No, I don't know. (laughs) I'm distracted because I just got followed on, on Twitter by someone whose name is trusted plunger. So, uh, at duh plunger. I don't know who that is. Um, so, so nice. Jessica, uh, thanks, thanks for being on. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. First time caller, first time listener. I know listener. nothing about They Might Be Giants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny to call to a radio show and be like, first time caller, first time listener. And they're like, what did you say? Like, I've never listened to this show. I don't know who this is. I just dialed the wrong number. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the Sadie Hawkins pod. So you guys are um, well. How, first of all, how long have you two been together? What's what's your history? Give us the the whole love story, <laughs> or whatever you want to say. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've been Do married. It. We've been married for ten years. And um, nice. What uh, we, yeah. we we met in college. Yeah, we met in college, and Reliant K was one of like the bonding things that we had early in our relationship yeah so nice. we have been working on trying to have podcasts at different points we did have a podcast for a while yeah about a random tv show and then that ended what, what was the random tv we don't really show talk about it or we don't like to talk about it. come on it's called it's a show it's a show. It's on Netflix, although it's leaving Netflix it's soon. It's called Netflix soon, yeah. It's called Lost Girl, and it's on the Sci-Fi Channel, okay. or it was on the Sci-Fi yeah. Channel. It's a Canadian science fiction show. Uh, it's a Canadian like fantasy, okay. s- sexy drama. <laughs> right. Like, it's very, very campy, what? but were you guys into Degrassi? Right. Is that how? Like, did you jump to it from Degrassi High or something? Jessica was watching a lot of like CanCon for a while. She's seen yeah, I was lo- just watching a lot of different Canadian shows at the time. <laughs> yeah, and found it through that, I guess. And I can't then, even remember. I think it was just on Netflix at the time, and she watched this show, and it's really campy. And ultimately, I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah. But the idea of the show was we were doing it like the, that show, Analyze Fish, <laughs> where she would show me the show Lost Girl, and we'd talk about it each week, and she'd try to explain to me why she yeah. liked it. But as we went through the show, I just kept pointing out how it was an obnoxious show. <laughs> so he made me start to oh, hate it. Yeah. So by what the an end, asshole. so by the fi- time that like the final episode aired, I was just like so ready to be done with like the oh. show that I was like, "He's right. This is a terrible show." Like- so, <laughs> so by the end of that, we were like, "Well, we want to do another podcast. Yeah. Let's pick something that we both know we both like." <laughs> Let's not do the let me show you something that you've never watched experiment, which yeah. is sort of what we're doing with They Might Be Giants today. Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least this is just one episode. Right. And for so for our show, they, uh, Reliant K was is like a band that we ended up, it, it helped us meet and helped us come together. Yeah, I think it was the first nice. thing Danny asked me was he came up to me in like after class one day and was like hey and i was like hey and he was like so what's your favorite band and i'm like eh, i don't know if you've ever heard of them and he's like try me and i'm like okay like, hey. and he's like i i have matt Teeson's email address and i was like wait what <laughs> i did the lead singer i cuz into reliant k from their first album and then she's like can i date him instead <laughs> nice. reliant k i was into them from their first album and they were pretty easy to access at their shows because they weren't that huge yet they were still opening for other bands and stuff and they'd always be at their merch table so i was like i would i would have at the time considered myself their friend but really i was just like a fan that they like graciously would remember so i had this whole sort of relationship with them as like a fan that they'd always know when they play my area but by the time i met jessica i was still kind of like in this mode of thinking i'm friends with reliant k (laughs) So I told her that, and I really had nothing to back it up. And incidentally, 
we Jessica and I met in 2005, and that is when Reliant K got signed to a major. That's when they exploded. That's when they stopped, yeah. you know, ha- being able to be meet everyone at every show because suddenly they yeah. have thousands of people there. So I never really was able to back up and be like, here, Jessica, <laughs> meet my friend, Matt Thiessen. Yeah, <laughs> my best bud. Who are you yeah. again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. So that's how we met, and that's how we decided yeah. to do this podcast with Reliant K. Was, Ten years later. Yeah, we tried doing other stuff, like a movie podcast and stuff, and it wasn't working out. And we were like, wait a second, song by song podcasts are huge, Reliant K. And that's, you know, how we decided to do this show. Yeah, no, that's a good reason yeah. to start a podcast. And, you know, actually one of my friends was... Greg Lindbergh, who was on the Don't Let's Start Live episode and the Working Undercover for the Man episode, he lives in town here, and he's like, yeah, I'm like, damn it, if it wasn't so fucking rough around here, like, I'd totally have time for you to come over and be in studio. I have a second one of these radio arms on the other side of the desk for just such an occasion for my, like, eight out of my hundred guests have been in studio. (laughs) It's worth it. It's 20 bucks. Um, And... He's like, man, I he started a podcast about was it about it was like a comedy style kind of like wrestling podcast, I think is what it was. And then that kind of died, which like most podcasts do, they start and then they die. Um, like most bands, you know. It's like, <laughs> hey, we put out an EP, oh now we hate each other and we broke up. Podcasts are about the same way. And he's talking about like starting one with your wife is a pretty safe bet as long as you know that you guys can be around each other and not like just like descend into some sort of arguing. Right. Like I think some, some, you know, like, you know, Car and I have been in bands together for over a decade. I mean, we met in college band and we've been in a rock band ever since I taught her guitar in college. She picked up the bass in uh, 2008. Yeah, 2008. And then we formed Outdoor Valor in 2010. So, like, we know we can work together on, like, a creative level. And But so this was my podcast. She she's likes Same Happy Giants a lot, but she's not obsessed with them. Um, she likes them because I like them. And she bought the uh, 20th. That's nice. the, the 20th. <laughs> The 20th anniversary, uh, like the 20th anniversary of the band, 2002, they put out a double disc collection of one was greatest hits and one was like B-sides called Dial-A-Song. And it had like a right. finger with an ant on it, that blue one. Yes. She she bought that when we first got together. She she could sense like, this band is like really important to this guy. Maybe I should get to know their songs a little bit. <laughs> uh, and she was right. And so she's been on two episodes. She's been on... Um, yeah, Dr. Worm and um, I Like Fun, the the titular song of the album, I Like Fun. And uh, then she's going to be on Nanobots pretty soon. She gave up Mammal to Hutch Harris from the Thermals. Uh, so I tried to convince her to do it with right. him, but she was kind of nervous about it. So <laughs> my friend Greg is wanting to start up a podcast with his wife is what I was getting at. And I think like with everyone just being stuck inside for who knows how many months uh, to come, the people that you are around kind of locked in your own house with, you know, it's a perfect excuse to like, just uh, sit down and talk, you know, about whatever. So like, that's awesome. And you guys, you know, now, you know, you can pull a, pull a, this might be a podcast and get like months ahead. Like I am. (laughs) Well, what's, what's funny is that, yeah, like on these most recent ones I've taped, you guys are the fifth episode I've taped in four days. Um, because I'm insane and I have all this time. Keep talking about the coronavirus, and I'm like, 
what if it's gone away? But no, it won't have gone away. It's still going to be plenty topical. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. fucking Christ, it'll be worse. Like, we'll listen to it be like, oh, wasn't that adorable when only this many people died? And <laughs> yeah. like, God, fucking Christ. It'd be like, is my guest still alive? Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be the worst I keep thinking about all these ads you get for the census. The census is like, oh, don't yeah. forget to do the 2020 oh. census. I'm like, can we <laughs> how, wait to how know wait? how many people are still with us? Jeez. I mean, yeah. that's very dark, but it's an honest yeah. thought I have every time I see a census ad. Right. Like all these people in New York. I mean, a lot of people are getting it. I think they're they're keeping, they're doing pretty well at keeping, you know, so many people from dying. But a lot of people are getting it on the East Coast like mad and Washington State was really bad. Well, how how bad is it out there in LA? I mean, how I mean, we talked about it briefly on the party uh, episode. Um, yeah, but um, there were a bunch of people there. Like we don't know any. I mean, knock on wood, we don't know anyone who has it. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, there's still plenty of people out walking. I mean, LA is as much like a ghost town as it's ever as I where it's yeah. ever been. It's yeah. basically like christmas day in a in a worst way right. it's like christmas day every day and yeah. it's very strange and there's people out we have to walk our dog sure you unfortunately had to go out so far w- at least once every day for supplies because we haven't been able to like pull like one giant supply run off successfully no because really? like all the shelves are bare yeah. out here so you end up having to go out more frequently for the things because, you for the important stuff yeah for the important like there's stuff plenty of different types of food there's lots of fresh vegetables and fruit and that's good and meat and things like that, but like frozen foods and all the paper goods and uh, different things like that. Boxed, yeah. And uh, boxed things, all the pasta's gone, all oh, the soup shit. is gone. You know what <laughs> I would recommend? If it's available by you, have you guys heard of Imperfect Foods? No. Okay, so imperfectfoods.com, I think, uh, is a, we've been using it before, like we have it come like every once a month it comes, and I think our ratcheted it up now. These hipster services and like hippie services, all these people that are like, like we get recycled fucking toilet paper from this place, and it just comes on a subscription, and we didn't need to hoard toilet paper because we already had a shitload of it. Uh, from this company that no one knows about, so they're not running out because it's just like the like nerdy hippie types that are getting this. And this Imperfect Foods, if it's available by you guys, um, I think they won't run out of stuff because fewer people know about them. Mm, you know, so that's oh, yeah. worth a try. Yeah, it, it looks like it might be. At least when I typed in the you know put in your zip code, see if we're available. It yeah. did not say you're not. We're not available. So. And so, yeah, yeah, sure. Even though it's a delivery service, you know, you're paying for delivery or whatever, but like the food is cheaper because it's like, oh, this apple rolled off the apple cart, got a little bump on it, like that (laughs) kind of thing, right? Who cares? Yeah, this box, like we've gotten pasta through them. It's like, what, the corner's a little dented on the box? I don't know. Like, what's the deal? Like, it's fine, you know? Right. It's like buying the floor model of something like, oh, there's a little scratch on the back of the TV. I'm like, I don't care about the back of the TV. Give me the goddamn thing. Give me a hundred bucks off. Let's call it a deal. Right. So I would recommend well, that, and <laughs> let me, yeah, let me promote Imperfect Foods to everybody because we've been very happy with everything we've gotten, and only to podcast listeners, give them the code TMBP to receive nothing off because they don't know who I am. Right. Um, so <laughs> wouldn't that be great if they became my sponsor after this? Let's get to they might be giants. So we've heard about how you guys met. Let's find right. out about. So if you want to remind people, since it's been a whole year, just like the yes. abridged version of your fandom, because I think it probably links to what 
Jessica knows if I'm yeah, my, making my a guess. Yeah, my directly links yeah. to Jessica's. There and you that's go. why. So I, lay before, it out. Yeah. Before when you said like, you know, your wife got into They Might Be Giants because of you, I was like, well, that's nice because <laughs> that's not fully my experience. Don't spit on the computer. <laughs> Jessica almost did a spit take. She was taking a drink as I said that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Not good when you got electronics in front of you. No. Um, so I got into They Might Be Giants very young. They were the first like real band, the first artist that I was aware of as like an actual rock artist, like not kids music, basically. Not yeah. like here's Sesame Street or Barney or whatever. And I learned about them because of Tiny Toons, <laughs> like yep. everyone my age. Yep. And uh, I was talking about this on the Patreon peeps episode, but it was after I saw that Tiny Toons, I had a babysitter who like all she knows she was a teenager, but she also liked Tiny Toons. And I asked her like, oh, did you ever see that? Th- the They Might Be Giants episode? And she's like, oh, yeah, I have They Might Be Giants tape here you can borrow it she bar- let me amazing. flood i had it for a while and then eventually i had to get you know i need to give it back and i talked to my grandmother because i was not used to record stores <laughs> as a kid like going to record stores was not a thing in our that's something i figured out on my own like eventually when i could ride the bus and ride my bike and eventually had a car i went to the record store my parents didn't stop me from doing that it's just that my parents weren't like big record my parents weren't record collectors like we we didn't have tapes and they weren't concerned with music artists growing up is something i figured out on my own but i convinced my grandmother at 10 years old when i was 10 years old not her i convinced her to take me to tower records and buy me a copy of flood on cassette and she was dubious because like all my cousins (laughs) were probably into like gangster rap and like thrash metal (laughs) and stuff and probably had tapes that my aunts and uncles didn't want them to have but i was a good boy (laughs) i was like no this was in a cartoon show this is a good this there's no swears i already had i've already been borrowed it from vicky the babysitter and she's like okay so she bought me the flood cassette and that's my first like real band cassette and then so great and then because i picked this song uh, I don't know if it's the first album I bought with my own money, but it's the first They Might Be Giants album I bought with my own money a couple years later when I could ride my bike to a record store. I got Miscellaneous Tea. Yeah. And so that's why I... And f- so for science, it was like it's this high concept thing. I'm still probably just 12 or 11 at that time. And it's just like this fun, funny, high concept yeah. song that I really loved. I'm kind of surprised uh, that you got Miscellaneous Tea and not the then double disc compilation well that wasn't that, even that wasn't that wouldn't have been out yet okay because that like, was 97 okay so this is yeah. pre-97 well you're a little bit younger than me so i wasn't sure exactly how young you were so what i was I mean, born so in 82 saw Tiny i'm Tunes. the same age as the band right oh, yeah Isn't yeah the band yeah so yes yeah. <laughs> okay you're yeah you're only a year younger than me i was like, okay uh, you have such a sprightly youthful spirit about you um so I was probably Jess- ten or eleven. Yeah. When flood so so was Jessica, out. you're not a, you're apparently eight. not eight. not allowed to right. ask a woman how old they are. But are, <laughs> I mean, you're are you around our age too? I'm four years younger than Danny. Okay, Robin the yeah, cradle. Exactly. <laughs> it comes up all the time. Wait, you were like, you were a senior and she was a wait. freshman. But he, he, technically, Danny and I were both freshmen at the same time because I he took, took four, four years, years off. off. I took four, four years, years off. Of, Dan, to yeah, backpack well, did, around like, Europe before Europe fell. No, I talk about this sometimes, to basically backpack around, not backpack, but <laughs> metaphorically backpack around New England. Like, 
I took four years off to just like work crappy jobs and take some community college classes and like go to concerts, go to bookstores, go to movies. Like I spent that four. That was like my journeyman years, but it was spent all in New England going like to film festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I did in college anyway, but I also was in college. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. In in Rock Island, Illinois. Um, And it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do and what school I wanted to go to. And because I waited, I found this school in Florida where we met. If I hadn't waited like that, I probably probably wouldn't have met. What what, what college? A small college? Uh, Full Sail University, which is some people know it, some people don't. It's like a, it's a, it's a, what do you call it? Entertainment. Entertainment arts Arts college. college. So they have like recording arts, stage production, film, video game design. Uh, graphic arts. Graphic arts, yeah. And we went for a film. Yeah, my cousin went uh, to... Oh, is that what it's called? Do they have one in Chicago, too, or am I dreaming this? N- no. no they it might be a different make- kind, a similar kind of thing. Yeah, yeah my technically my second cousin, uh, Dorian Weinzimmer, he went to... Uh, it was a brand new school opening in, in like downtown Chicago, like in the Loop. And he went there as like the first class of this brand new school to get his filmmaking degree. And he... Uh, a few years ago, finally got his first big movie project out, and it's called Chicago Rot. And for anyone who is a horror movie fan out there, and almost like kind of like B-movie, campy-style, gore, weirdness, comedy elements, like kind of horror, Chicago mm-hmm. Rot, it's a horror story based in Chicago, um, and is awesome and hilarious and... Um, bloody for people that like that kind of stuff so he went to a similar kind of place so you guys both have filmmaking degrees yes that's why we're in los angeles yes yeah Um, well it's all it's all coming together wait where did you grow up boston or outside of boston north of boston man you do not have a boston accent like at all okay no i don't except when i say the word era yeah like ah like the duo era and the band era yeah <laughs> yeah, my, my sister lives in uh, my sister lives in Watertown. So Cambridge, she works yeah. in Cambridge, lives in Watertown, right around the corner from where the Boston uh, Marathon bomber hid in somebody's uh, oh, wow. boat. Uh, they're looking for a new place. So not oh, right, of that. the boat. Right, he hid in the boat. <laughs> yeah, he got caught. Right, yeah, right. that was right around the corner. They didn't live there at the time. He was not running in front of their house. But right. that's that's the the neighborhood's claim to infamy. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, that's where they caught him, so it's pretty cool that they caught him there. But anyway, um, yeah, I actually just did the Wicked Little Critter episode with um, my my parents were kind of on it. They were visiting at the time to help watch the baby, and they kind of hung out while me and Tom Dunford, who was on the Fingertips episode, he's a Boston-born uh, bred. Yes, episodes. <laughs> my elaborate <laughs> April Fool's joke that no one seemed to be phased by. They're like, oh, yeah, that's that's normal. Did you have a bike with a sissy bar? I the, the the language in that episode is so thick. I was like, I didn't know anyone with th- that heavy an accent, especially if they were growing up in Boston and the so sissy ba and all that. I was like, I guess that sounds familiar, but I don't really know what that means. Yeah, well, Tom's like I definitely his, knew the Bobby yeah. Orr stuff. He shoots, he scores. Like I knew right. lots of kids playing hockey and playing hockey on the street. That yeah, rang a little bit more true. Right. The sissy ba thing wasn't. Yeah. Wicked Pissa. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, Pissa, yeah, I, de- Pissa I definitely well, knew. I didn't know Critta. 
I feel like some of this is more 70s. Like when did, when they leave right. Boston 70s or something. So I feel like that's more 70s stuff, which is probably more like my dad and my uncles. Yeah. And technically, the Johns also say technically it's more like, so they grew up in Lincoln, Massachusetts. They're saying it's more kind of like an area thing. Like it definitely, like people know the Boston accent. They're gonna, not going right. to be like, oh, you must be from Lincoln. So like, I think it's like people tend to say it's a Boston accent, but it's more just like uh, owed to like people they grew up, you know, messing around with, you know, in elementary school right. or whatever, middle school. So you're from Boston. Jessica, where are you originally from? Um, kind of all over the South. Like, uh, so I was born in South Florida and then I did a lot of growing up in, uh, Marietta, Georgia, and then back to Florida. And you don't really sound Southern. I mean, I guess Florida <laughs> is in the South, but really it's not like, yeah, yeah, it's just all old people and yeah, you got, cu- you got Cubans. Yeah, you got Cubans yeah. and you got like the old uh, Jewish uh, senior <laughs> communities. And so I don't know what that adds up to. Not an accent. I don't know. Disney World employees. Definitely nobody had an accent. Yeah. I had a little bit of one from my time in like the proper South. And Georgia. kids made fun of me. And I ended up really? just getting rid of it because of that. Like I worked really hard to oh, wow. get a non-regional dialect. That's a shame. Yeah. So. Okay. Wow. So I grew up in Chicago and when I first moved to, so I've been in Indiana. Let's see. I was in Illinois until I was 24. We moved to Southern Indiana, which Southern Indiana, people like to fly their Confederate flags as if we weren't a union state. I mean, I don't know. Fucking it's so stupid and racist but um people talk like they're from it's more of a city and rural thing so i taught at a school in a town of sixteen thousand people which at the time was the smallest town i'd ever taught in now i teach in a town of six thousand and another town of 2500 people but at the time i was like oh my god this is the fucking sticks all these farm kids um And people would point out my accent. I'm like, I don't have an accent. You, you hillbillies, you have the accent. I'm like, wait, I'm the only city slicker around here. And so, like, I feel like at this point, you know, that was 2005. At this point, like, I have a little bit of a Chicago accent. Like, if if I say mom or milk or 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 dad or like any of those are Polish sausage. But like now, I say like y'all or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like I haven't picked up the accent, but I've picked up some of the damn hillbilly stuff. But I like y'all in this era of, uh, you know, gender, you know, pronouns, people, um, you know, being who they truly, you know, were meant to be, and people calling each other by the wrong pronouns on accident or out of you know whatever stubbornness. But saying y'all is a lot more. It's an easy way. Yeah. Uh, rather than That's saying true. you guys, which like you guys, some women would be offended by that. Maybe someone care. A lot of women say you guys to a group of women, but like y'all and doesn't y'all indicate is, any gender. Y'all is y'all would be derivative of you, but to call someone you would be kind of offensive. Like, hey, you. Well, it's like you. It's you all is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You so all. It's like a softer y'all. way of saying you. Yeah. yeah. Did you say y'all in Georgia? You had to say y'all. We did say y'all. <laughs> yeah. So do you still say y'all or did you drop no. that too? Oh. Drop that too. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Um, I've, I've, I've embraced it. Um, yeah. And I think my Chicago accent has, has lessened, but I, I think it probably comes back when I'm in Chicago. What the hell is this podcast about? Um, so we, big so tangent. We, well, we were talking, to, we were getting towards talking about whether or not Jessica is a They Might Be Giants fan. 
So um, I'm right? shining a bright light on you. I'm shining a bright light on you in the interview room. So there must you, be one song you like. You are on a They Might Be Giants podcast. Do you actually like They Might Be Giants? Name one song other than For Science right now. Don't Dr. help her. Worm. Okay, name another one. Uh, the Istanbul and Constantinople. Istanbul one. and Constantinople. Yep, that's one. Technically, <laughs> and technically, uh, they did not even write that song. Name another one. The birdhouse Come on. in your soul one. There you go. Okay, that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so they were forced upon you. I mean, how much was? I mean, so they might be giants. You wouldn't say they're your favorite band, would you? Dan, are you asking me? I'm asking you. Are oh, you asking? Sorry, me? there's two oh, of yeah. you on the um, same screen. No, yeah, I would. The thing is, like, I would say, there. I don't have one favorite band. I have like th- three or four favorite bands all tied. And Rank be them. They might be giants. No, <laughs> it would be they might be giants. Fishbone, MXPX. MXPX. And then, like, I guess I, I I don't even know if Reliant K was in my top favorite bands for the last couple of years until we started doing this podcast again, and I started reconnecting to their music like i was yeah. before because the thing is with me is like i never all my favorite bands i will eventually sort of like forget to listen to them for a couple of years like every favorite <laughs> band i have i have had That's a lull funny. i've never had a lull with mp giants but they i mean they were clearly the the clear choice for me to start a podcast on and i mean right. my intro is clear that they are my favorite band but um if car and i were going to do a podcast on a band a song by song podcast um, about a band that we bonded over, it would probably be the Promise Ring. Um, okay, nice. Also, I mean, Jimmy World. Like, I was going to talk to when I talked to those guys. I was going to tell the whole story about. Um, so, Bleed American and They Might Be Giants. Mint Car came out on nine eleven. That's right. Um, Bleed American, great, great album. Um, I've talked to Davey Von Bolin. I, I hooked them up with Davey Von Bolin of the Promise Ring, who sings on the song A Praise Chorus, and got those dudes uh, hooked up with Davey to be on their episode about A Praise Chorus. And so when I'm on, I'm going to tell them the full story about how Kara and I, before we had even gone on our official first date, she came to my dorm room and watched Jimmy World when they played SNL, which was like a big fucking deal for us. We're like, holy cow, this band that was like tiny is blowing up they played sweetness in the middle and she came over to my dorm room we watched snl and uh and uh, the rest is history so to speak <laughs> love jimmy Eat world and like well okay so so it's a band that you would say is tied for your favorite band so how yeah. much jessica how much was danny playing they might be giants like around the house or whatever or you know that that they didn't seep into your your subconsciousness more, and you could you can't name more than three songs. So what's the deal, Danny? <laughs> you should have forced her to listen to them more. I should. He wears headphones a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he's usually wearing headphones around the house. So right. I like I never end up listening to the same stuff he does, except in the car, and even then he usually lets me pick. Right. But I when think, we were first dating, I think you I Yeah. Yeah, I definitely you, you played introduced me to a lot of bands. I introduced her to a lot of bands and tried to get her into them. And some bands she warmed up to over time. And <laughs> They Might Be Giants is maybe not one that she did. I did oh. she she did take me to see They Might Be Giants when we we lived in New York for three years. And nice. I can't remember the venue right now, but it was on Beacon Theater. Right? Beacon Theater was it? Yeah, I think it that was it. Okay. It was I'm on the sure if that's that on the it. west side, it was on the west side or it was like just like well if you tell me the year i can find it on the wiki 
It would have been 2008. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2008. Eight, eight, and nine. It was one of the first times they played Hey, uh, hey Mr. DJ. It was a Beacon Theater on February 2nd, 2008. <laughs> nice, there you go. The wiki has everything. Yeah, yeah. John Ulysses. They played Hey Mr. DJ, and I, they either said, like, here's the first time we've played this, or it's like the first time we've played it, you know, since we were a duo or something to that effect. And, Would you uh, like to know the whole set list? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so it has something. God, the wiki is crazy. You don't really uh, have to do that. I'm sure they played Dr. Worm that night. Well, I want to know the... There um, were horns. I remember there was a horn section that night. Oh, yeah, in New York. You guys are lucky for that. Uh, they Apparently, the intro, it's called the What Nut intro. And huh, I don't remember that. It's a recording to introduce live shows, 2007, 2008. And um, it features... Include some samples from the song. They might be giants, boy. Um, okay. Their theme song of sorts. So yeah, they played a lot of stuff off the Else, which is one of my favorite favorite right. albums. Like uh, Mesopotamian right. was I remember, a new song. Yeah, they were right? selling Mesopotamian shirts that night. I remember that. Nice. I didn't get one. Yep, climbing the yeah. walls. One of my all-time favorites. It's uh, uh, of course they played a symbol, uh, but off the Else they played the Captain. They played a lot of good Mink Car stuff. Cyclops rock. Um, yeah. The Mink Horror is the, the, where I saw them the most because it took me a long time to finally see them live because when I Same. got into them, it, you know, I was like in you know, middle school basically or elementary or whatever and it, none of my friends would get into them. I guess it's that, that's a theme that follows me to <laughs> yeah. this day. Yeah, yeah. But unlike all my friends, unlike all my friends who I tried to convince to go because when, we were when we were like preteens, we yeah. went to concerts a couple times a year but we had to get our parents to take us. So we saw sure. Green... We would see Green Day and Foo Fighters under those circumstances, but I tried to get my friends at the time. During John Henry era, I was like, let's go see them with the Giants, and no one would agree. So I, I needed that group Boo. to get our parents to go with us, and they wouldn't do it. I so think you should have yeah, dropped that I, friend group immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky that I was introduced to them by a friend who had older siblings, Patrick, who was on the Anna Ng episode number four i think or five and the i palindrome i episode i've been trying to get him to do a live episode but he's a little shy um he lives in chicago he actually lived in san francisco for a while um and it was too expensive and uh chicago is safer right now than san francisco i would say but um i digress he uh so he and i always said they might be giants and then we eventually won like my the guys that i was in a band with in high school and college won them all over to the point where we actually did a cover well it's funny like istanbul most people don't recognize is is, realize is a cover uh why does the sunshine people don't realize is a cover they do all Mm -hmm. these really really obscure songs and then there's the song new york city which is actually by a band called cub who are really good all female kind of pop punk band garagey pop punk stuff uh, have recorded here in Lafayette at Sonic Iguana, but are from, I don't even remember. Um, I don't think they're from New York. But so they might be giants to a really kick-ass version of New York City on uh, Factory Showroom. Have you heard New York City, Jessica? Is is that the one where they're like, the best thing about New York City is you and yep. me? You actually yep. know it. Yes. <laughs> Virtual high five. Virtual yeah. high five. Don't leave me hanging. Yes. Uh, the safe germ-free way to high five uh, over a webcam. So we did a cover of that. 
I don't think we realized at the time, like we didn't check the liner notes, I don't know, that it was a cover, and we did a parody of it with my friend Patrick, uh, guest vocals, making it about whatever girl he was crushing on at the time, and it was called Evergreen Park, which is a neighborhood uh, close to Chicago suburbs, uh, Chicago proper, uh, Evergreen Park, uh, everyone's your friend in Evergreen Park, and the syllables didn't really work, but he made all the verses (laughs) about this girl, totally like weird aled it in a romantic way and we did like a video of it that i think he gave to her some sort of high school you know silliness you know it was great and the video i I should find it it would be so embarrassing to everybody (laughs) and that's why i would upload it to youtube and spread it out to all the social medias so uh (laughs) i bought vhs digitizing things um it will happen if i can find it so um anyway so that's 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 unfortunate that your friends wouldn't go to shows i was in the same boat in that i didn't see them till the mink car tour either i saw them in iowa city because i was in uh, college at the time and this is like an hour away over the border from illinois into iowa um and so yeah both of us went like a decade before we actually saw them live a decade from when we got to know them to where we saw them live so you haven't dragged this one to they might be giant show yet or wait you went to the beacon theater Theater, one so have you gone again since Jessica? No, I we hadn't. I, I, I haven't seen them since either. That was actually so. I saw them probably eight times from Minkar to the Else, and yeah. then I haven't seen them since the Else. And I bought tickets for the Flood show here in October in LA, and hopefully that'll still be happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, when's that one? What's the date on that? October. October. I don't remember what part, what day, but it's October. Yeah. So now since they plan that West Coast tour, when they push back like the March and April shows, they had to push them to November and December. And right. now my friend John Leonard, who has been on a bunch of episodes, Memo to Human Resources, Tick, 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 um, he, um, he just notified me. He hit me up like an hour before we started and was like, dude, they're moving shit to 2021. And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh and obviously, for safety reasons, that's fine. But um, I'm supposed to see them on um, May. Holy shit! It's not. I'm looking at the venue, the Vic Theater in Chicago. God damn it! They moved it. It's <sighs> not on there. Oh no! It's not on the oh, venue's no. calendar anymore. No. Fucking Christ! They might be giants didn't announce it yet, but it's not on there. And I am on Danny Weinkopf, their bass player. <laughs> I'm on their bass player's guest list. So it was like a big deal. Oh uh, man, for me. Well, because. I missed the tickets, and I'm like, Danny, do you get a guest list? He's like, oh, yeah, sure, you're on it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Me and uh, Cara, we're getting in. Not only did I almost not get to go, but uh, I now I don't even have to pay, and I could meet the dudes, or at least Marty and Danny, the social ones. Um, but it looks like Jeff Tweedy's tickets are still available for the day after, on May 15th. Um, so, I don't That's know. But odd. we'll see what's happening. <laughs> but... Uh, Marlon Wayans, you could still see him on June 27th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, car seat headrest still available at uh, May 29th and 30th. Uh, st- ooh, Stereo Lab, May 10th. Vic Theater is awesome, and I've seen them. Um, did I see them there? I don't know, but I live in Indiana, so driving to Chicago is like, it's not a big deal, but I'm mm. excited to see them again whenever it happens. It looks like it, that's getting pushed. But the Minnesota show? Yeah. He's in Minnesota, he Minneapolis area. He they've pushed it a year. Because oh, now like the West Coast stuff, hopefully it'll clear up. Hopefully the virus stuff will clear up by the West Coast. But um yeah. 
so they're basically having to jump all of the dates past that in order to not right. disrupt what's already booked. Booking it, booking right. a tour is a pain in the ass. Um, luckily, the Johns aren't the ones actually doing it. Flansburg probably has a big hand in the routing, but uh, right. so now they're throwing these these Middle America shows all the way to next May. Way down, yeah, uh. yeah. Christ. Um, God damn it. Well, I'm sorry. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I, we talked about they would be giant On shows air. On air, my heart is breaking. Uh, um, I'll play some really dramatic music here. So <laughs> let's let's get to the goddamn song. So right. this is typical. Um, you know, I told Kara, I'm like, go to bed without me. There's no way this is going to be a short episode. And I've already been talking <laughs> since... Since 7.45 p.m., it's now 11 p.m. for me, and oh, we yeah, haven't even right. gotten to the song. So you got Miscellaneous Tea pretty early on in your fandom, yeah. which which is cool because it got you used to the weirdest stuff, like, right at the jump. So, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Apollo 18 uh, had plenty of weird stuff, but, like, Mr. Claw and, like... I mean, yeah, so it right. first appeared on Miscellaneous Tea. I um, didn't hear it until the then collection, so I was getting all the regular full lengths. Uh, I didn't get that B-Sides collection, Miscellaneous Tea, and then I just got the full full two-disc thing. Miscellaneous Tea has a ton of good stuff. I mean, what are your favorite ones off of this, uh, you know, being a B-Side and EP and singles collection kind of thing? Um, let's see. I definitely loved It's Not My Birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't always like Mr. Claw, but I think at times it would get me like, you know, sometimes because I had a tendency in my early fandom to want to visualize every song when I, you know, I'm a kid and I want to visualize every song. So sometimes if it's kind of a dark sounding song, it's not fun to visualize it. I got past that later and now I'm very much like insult to the fact checkers guy who like, I do not like to interpret songs if there's, if, if, unless it's like an obvious this is about an experimental film or this is about a James K. Polk. Yeah. I don't like to interpret, you know, more hard and more intangible songs, but, uh, sure. Mr. Claw was one anyway. Uh, nobody seen a talking claw. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel so, like you need to let Jessica hear that right now. I'm sure yeah. she's never heard that song. I've I know. never heard that song. I know. I can play Mr. this out later. Claw. Yeah. Just play it. Mr. The single claw. Mix. Mr. The single mix of Don't Let's Start is how I was introduced to that song because I don't remember it being on radio or I didn't have we didn't have cable when it would have been on MTV or 120 minutes or something. So and you had never heard that song. Yeah. And I didn't get the pink album until I I mean, I got this before the pink album. Actually, I never bought a copy of I was afraid for a long time when I had flood. I taped a copy of Apollo 18 off of from the library. Nice. <laughs> I bought John Henry. I bought, you know, I, I was afraid to go back to those first two albums because I'd already been burnt with like other bands <laughs> where really? I, like I, who? Um, it's just a matter Jim- of being like a kid with not much taste and maybe not like understanding okay. like these albums are more, are more raw and more like honest, like, or like, you know, like Bleach by Nirvana. Like that's sure. the one that pops to mind. Like if I love, if you love In Utero and Nevermind and then you go get Bleach, you're like, you know a, 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 a lesser drummer yeah and bleach is still a challenging album to people today yeah well it's just like we really love the melvins is yeah. basically what it sounds like <laughs> well here think about this jimmy world's first album they don't even acknowledge it right basically <laughs> right so that's yeah. a prime example like guys uh, we kept the band name but we don't sound like that don't even pretend that you know static prevails is our first album <laughs> 
right. so that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, so you were afraid to go back and... I was afraid to and, spend well, my money, because this, okay. you know, this is pre-MP3. Yeah. Like, I can't really hear those albums unless I drop the 15, 20 bucks to get them. So I was afraid mm-hmm. to get them for the longest time. Finally, I, you know, by the time then came out, I was like, well, I'm all in on They Might Be Giants now. So since I never bought a copy of Pink or the Pink album or Lincoln, I bought those through the then compilation, which is fine with me because I already had Miscellaneous Tea. But now I have right. these other two full-length albums that I never bothered buying on my own. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> Jessica's just looking yeah. at me like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so Jessica, to, I mean, talking about your fandom of the band, obviously, is a lot shorter story. Um, yeah. but what, I mean, what, okay, so you tell me real quick before, I mean, we're talking about Miss Lane's T and this song and stuff. What, um, had you heard for science before yesterday? Or <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I heard it when Danny picked it. He's Which like, was a week or two ago, yeah, a couple weeks ago. It was a couple weeks yeah, ago. He's like, yeah. I'm picking this song, and then he played it for me, and I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Oh, well, I know Roy well, okay. G. Biv, too. I oh, right, we were either going to pick yeah. this song, or we were going to pick Roy G. Biv, because I, we haven't even mentioned this, but I run They Might Be Giants memes on Twitter and Instagram, and yes. when I made a Roy G. Biv meme... Jessica was hearing the song. It was a video meme with the song in it. So she kept hearing yeah. the song as I was replaying it, checking the edits and stuff. And she's like, oh, I like this song. This yeah. is fun. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Jessica? If you want to become a They Might Be Giants fan, you should watch my first graders sing a 20-minute set of They Might Be Giants songs. There you I go. Think, <laughs> I think that'll win you over. We do Dr. Yeah. Worm. We do part. You know Particle Man, right? Yeah. You didn't mention it before, but yes. you know Particle Man. Dr. Worm and Particle Man were our closers. We do Boss of Me. You've heard that Malcolm in the Middle song, right? Right? Probably. You're not the boss she, of me probably heard, but you never watched Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Okay. I never watched the show, but yeah. I'm vaguely You've probably familiar. heard it, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But it doesn't immediately spring to your mind. Right. But those were the big ones. But we do... Um, then some of the kids' songs, I'm a Paleontologist, you might have heard, Roy G. Biv. Um, so it's it's really cool and cute. Um, and if you go to the Pine Village Elementary page, but really my Williamsport kids knocked it out of the park. Williams, Williamsport Elementary School, I'll send, I'll send you guys a link. It's adorable. <laughs> Danny Weinkoff watched it himself. He loves, since we've buddied up a little bit, he loves, like, he never gets tired of seeing kids <laughs> sing his kids' songs. Because, yeah. I mean, that's like the whole goal, right? Um, so, um, when you first heard this then a few weeks ago, Jessica, if that is your real name, (laughs) um, what did you think? What was your first reaction? (laughs) I don't think you were stunned either way. Were you? You were just like, I was just like, oh, it's a goofy little song. It's a goofy song. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember you having much of a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have okay. to, because it, it's a fun, it's, this song is just like, it's not something They Might Be Giants actually have done as much as I feel like they have. Uh-huh. Like, it's doing a, doing a little, this little opera, this little, like, character thing. They definitely have characters right. in their earlier m- music, but to actually have a song that has this, like, clear and narrative with, like, characters popping in and out and, like, adding mm-hmm. to this tapestry of this, like, little story that you kind of pick up. Like, I, I like you using the word tapestry for a yeah. song that is one minute and 19 <laughs> seconds. That's beautiful. You know, we just uh, it, did <laughs> we just did on our show a song called Local Construction, a Reliant K uh-huh. song. 
And Reliant K is kind of current uh, milieu, or is that the right word? They're kind of current, like, tinge is sort of uh-huh. like, now they're kind of like on a hipster indie rock vibe, which is fine Ooh. with me. Like, if sure. you hear the new album, Air for Free, it's kind of got different sort of more pop-centric, you know, sort of indie rock. I don't know. Right. And I knew it came out in 2016. Right, yeah, that's their newest album. But Jessica, I, I, Local Construction is this song that I, we heard a reviewer kind of refer to it as like Sarah Bareilles yeah. meets, I can't remember who it was. I compared it a little bit to Modest Mouse, but it's not exactly like Modest okay. Mouse. You just have to hear it. Huh. But Jessica was like, I thought you'd like this song because it's kind of like They Might Be Giants. And I was like, I guess it's not <laughs> like, no, no, yeah. it's not. Not at all. Well, and I was like, well, you know, just like that vibe. Like it's got like a it's sure. a, this song I'm talking about. It's got the, this bouncy little slightly hipstery indie rock thing going to it. Okay. And I was like, that doesn't sound like They Might Be Giants. But then I understood what she meant. She meant sort of like the the like sort of painting of a fun little world. Although the Amber Giants obviously have dark songs in the same vein, but yeah. all their songs musically at least paint this fun sort of upbeat world. And that's right. what this song did with like little hints to, to possible themes that you can grab onto, but it's, ne- it's never too uh, tangible. You can't always, and it's a similar song in that way. So she was trying to get me through that <laughs> thing. And I was like, you barely yeah. know they might be giants. You can't well, get me see- through this. Course. Well, here's here's the hard thing. If you know someone's a They Might Be Giants fan, you might be able to guess something else they're into. Like Weird Al's a pretty safe bet. Right. Um, the accordion, the sense of humor, but one is obviously pretty light, and one is pretty dark, at least under the surface. Um, but like people might be like, like the reason I do a lot of these crossovers is because I'm trying yeah, to they might be giants figure have such out a- the. Vi- yeah, yeah. Sorry. like you can't you can't guess no well like people might be like bare naked ladies and i appeared on the bare naked ladies the bare naked abc's alphabetical song by song bare naked ladies podcast uh uh coming out of maine and then they were on i was on their episode for i'm blanking on the song name but again it was one that i only heard like a week before when i was like yeah i'll be on it but we're into the f's or whatever i can't even remember what the song was like it was alphabetical so I just I'm thought like, of this. Okay. This kind of reminds yeah. me, and I'll tie this into the name of Giants, but there is a Reliant K meme that exists out there that we didn't make. It's just one I found where yeah. it's a Venn diagram. And in one circle, it says MXPX fans. In the other circle, it says Switchfoot fans. And then in the middle, in the meeting spot, it's Reliant K. Because okay. Reliant K is yeah. this weird nexus point between like skate punk kids you know christian or not like skate punk right people like reliant k but then you also have this other 50 percent contingent of reliant k fans who are like full ahead christian rock like safe christian rock uh, ccm world so reliant k is right there in the middle so yeah for that so i'm thinking of they might be giants and that venn diagram could not just be two circles it would be like the most complicated venn yeah. diagram because yeah. you have like yeah. college rockers from the 90s you have like like uh you know art well they're long lifespan people yeah yeah their long lifespan really really stretches it out because i actually on twitter that was one of like the biggest discussions that i got rolling on uh the this might be a pod was i basically asked like and i've started up many discussions about other bands which i found out a lot of people like magnetic fields a lot of people like daniel johnston like those kind of like 
artsy fartsy and i say that in a very loving way in fact the new art teacher at my school uh and my best buddy now lauren uh her one of her favorite bands is reliant k and i've linked her to the podcast quite a few times and i told her i'm like you're gonna start listening to this because you're gonna want to hear me on their dr worm episode and so um i'll get her listening to it she just like listens to like two podcasts and their comedy podcasts but like listen to some music podcasts like mine and city hawkins pod so I'll, i'll get her going on that but um she yeah she's awesome and so we we've talked about that and we've made like we carpool a little bit because we both live in lafayette but travel out to the boonies to teach so we keep making these mixes and she made me a reliant k mix i'm like give me like top 10 like you know like reader's Mm -hmm. digest version so i can really like uh you know get into it and faking my own suicide was on there and i just listened to that episode of you guys and there's there's elements of reliant k where you could see there'd be some overlap with they might be giants fans and they might be giants are pretty clearly to me atheists um, or like very like agnostic. Like they, they are very cynical, but like aren't all down about it in their melodies and such. Um, Where Reliant K are, uh, you know, they're religious guys. They're not in your face about it. Um, Not on the later albums. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, sure, sure, sure. The, the earlier albums that not as many people have listened to, there's some, even us being raised Christian, we're like, that's, you know, that, that yeah. one song's a little too judgmental yeah. or rough or something. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I like Five but, Iron Frenzy, yeah. like maybe like one out of 10 ta- songs, they'd say Jesus or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. And like Smoking Pops is like, uh, I know you love me. And you're like, it's about a girl. And yeah. then you find out five <laughs> years later. I mean, now he's a preacher and uh, he's a pastor in uh, suburban Chicago and broke up smoking popes. Do you guys know the smoking popes? Yeah, I saw them recently. Did they, did they Great, recently yeah. break up? No, they've reunited. So they oh, broke okay. up in the, yeah, they broke up in the late 90s oh, okay. because he's like, he found Christianity. I mean, the Smoking Popes was like an ironic name. He was not raised Christian and the three brothers. And then he's like, he found God or he found God again or whatever and was like, um, I can't be singing like all these dumb, like the songs that are about girls or about how pathetic I am, all these really down songs. Like, I can't, you know. He he recognized you know some of them in their last album on the first run um, were songs like that where it's like they're secretly about Jesus. So he broke up the band, formed a band called Duval, who were really good. One album and one EP, which was basically um, the religious version of Smoking Pope, sounded just like the Smoking Popes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, like the clamoring was there for them to like reunite Smoking Popes, and he eventually came to grips with it, like that, like if God put me on this earth to like, you know, make people happy through my music, right. I'll play these old songs. They want to <laughs> hear these old songs. It makes people happy. Then I'm going to do it. So he reunited them, put out yeah. three great reunion records. Um, their original drummer came back on this most recent one. Um, and they fucking awesome. They're fucking great. And so five iron frenzy, same deal. I like them. Um, but I remember like Reliant K you were talking about kind of working the in your face, Jesus aspects out of it. Um, people would make fun of me for playing Five Iron Frenzy on uh, my college radio show in the early aughts uh-huh. because Car and I had a radio show because we're, you know, dorky, you that's, know, <laughs> young, young that's, indie that's rock great. lovers. And uh, yeah, so, you know, in love, making each other mix CDs and uh, and then playing songs on a liberal 
uh, you know, liberal arts college um, radio station that broadcasts like half a mile, maybe radius. Um, but we're on the internet, but it's 2002 internet. So good luck. Right. Um, real player. <laughs> good luck streaming that, streaming it on real player or your yeah. um, Winamp. Winamp. I got these sweet new skins for my Winamp. So I would, we would be playing like Bob Dylan or Annie DeFranco and like then going into like me first and the gimme gimme's, like the craziest mix of stuff. But then I'd play like, um, uh, my evil plan save the world. Just you wait Which till we, it's on for Reliant K did and, a cover of that song too. Oh my God. I got to hear that. That's so great. It's, it, um, it was live only. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you do an episode for it, and when you run out of other songs, I'll be on that too. Um, yeah, I learned that whole horn part. Like, I love those horn players. And then, like, my friend Scott, who's my co-host for Best Midwestern, I met him in college. He would, like, write to me on, like, AOL Instant Messenger, like, in the middle of the, the radio show. And he'd be like, why the fuck are you playing this Christian bullshit? And I'm like, it's good, man. It's good. <laughs> you know. Do we need to get anything into anything religious here? Like, for science... How do we like so right. particle man the over the the general uh consensus on particle man's interpretation is that triangle man re- represents the holy trinity and then there's person man and particle man is science so it's like a science versus religion and humankind is caught in the middle. Right. Um I haven't done that episode yet that's my brief synopsis of it. And uh for science I don't know if this song really tracks with that kind of thing if it really matters to have that kind of discussion I don't or know if you guys just thought like, about that at all n- uh, Yeah I don't know it's if more there's of a, a deeper thing. meaning I don't know if there's a deeper meaning to this song because it, even with the the note for it in the then booklet it uh-huh. just says like oh, it's just a rock opera that we put together you know what I mean Yeah yeah but Flansburg likes to throw people off the scent he, yeah. so <laughs> here's okay we do have one theory. Well, Jessica Jessica had well, let's, one... Let's hear Jessica tell it, because we're just kind of blabbing, and okay. she just like <laughs> leans back in her chair like, I don't have to talk anymore. Uh, so, yeah, what's, what's lay it out for me. What's the theory? What did you Jessica? say earlier? I just said it sounds like a drunk guy ranting. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Liddell character who opens the song. Yeah, I was so like, it, this just sounds like a drunk guy, like, ranting. So that kind of broke my mind because my interpretation <laughs> of the song was always that this is like a literal, like, 50s B movie about spacecraft has been sighted and yeah. here's here's this, like, Zach, Zach Graff, not Zach Graff, what's the Futurama character? Sorry. Oh, Brat. uh, Fry? No, no, no. Bill, the, Billy the, West. The guy who was uh, supposed to be Phil Hartman. The, the, oh, oh uh, Zap, Zap, Zap Brannigan. Dude, our old beagle was named Zap. I was thinking Zach Braff, and I'm like, no, that's the Garden State guy, right? <laughs> anyway, but uh, anyway, that was my, was my yeah. interpretation, was it's like a 50s B-movie sort of parody. Sure. But when Jessica said the first character in the song sounds like he's drunk and rambling, I was like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, are there no aliens in the sky? Was it always like a lie was it some guy's delusion the whole time was this like a jacob's yeah. ladder situation <laughs> yeah that yeah i like that you know my take on it was what i was going to do was relate it to basically um well i guess so people that say you know they're doing i mean the character is saying he's doing this for science um but really it's a guy who is so careless um, that his version of like heroism is like this martyrdom right. where he, he's got this like for science, I'm doing this brave thing, which is really a very selfish thing right. uh, in, in wanting to, 
yeah, he wants to do it with a sexy alien babe. <laughs> right. And so... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like Leela. I want to do it with the Cyclops. Um, so, oh, so is there possibly like a safe sex theme in this song? Well, okay, like a- okay. So let's expand on that in a minute. But what <laughs> I was thinking, I was going to relate it to, to take it to current times, to coronavirus times, COVID-19. Right. So here are these people that, I don't know if you've been seeing this bullshit on uh, social media. Well, everything, you know, 90% of social media is just <laughs> right. bullshit, especially Facebook. So... I got into a couple arguments with people that were basically saying it's liberal media conspiracy. It's not that bad. You know, whatever. They're just making it up. You've heard this, right? Right. It's just a flu. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. It's just a flu. It's fine. Everybody, let's go outside. Let's let's kiss our neighbors on the mouth. Um, let's have a chicken pox party. So, get all the kids right. together. Yeah. Give them all chicken pox. <laughs> let's all get it. I mean, luckily, I mean, the one silver lining of the mini silver lining is that kids seem to recover from this. Um, Not easily, but like they bounce back. It's, you know, seniors that we need to worry about, but and kids giving it to seniors. But okay, so this guy in the song, let's say he is a coronavirus denier um, or he calls it the China virus, the Wuhan virus. And if I see this guy's hands do this one more time, I'm going to fucking... Tear my eyeballs out. There's been a spacecraft sighted. Okay. There's this, you know, this disease. It's in China. It's fine. It's flying high above the sky. It's far away. I don't care. But sirens declare there's one among us from Venus. Sirens, the liberal media, is saying the coronavirus is here. Okay. So this guy, he's like, hey, volunteers, hey, I'm a soldier. You know, Republicans love the troops. I have nothing against the troops, but they love war. Um, and like, Hey, uh, I'm not scared. I'm Ben Carson. If I see a bad guy with a gun, I'm a good guy with a gun. I'm going to shoot him. Uh, so I have no fear. Um, you say I'm going to die, but I don't think so. I'm going to go kiss the girl from Venus, meaning I'm going to go out into the world. I'm not going to heed any precautions. I'm just going to go out there. I won't get it. You know, I'm, gonna go have spring I'm break so in brave. Florida, yeah. yeah. I'm so brave. I'll uh, do jello shots off a girl's belly button. Um, and like, yeah, he'll be her love slave forever. Yes. And yeah, I will date the girl from Venus. Flowers die and so will I. It's like this brave guy. He's like, oh, I'm so brave. I'm going to go out into the world. I won't get coronavirus. Oh, wait, I'm dead. I'm just hoping that. So for you religious folks, I hope this doesn't uh, offend you, but I'm hoping this is Old Testament God being like, I'm going to wipe out all these idiots. Like, hopefully that's right. like, that's what I'm hoping is that like, it'll just sweep all the old conservatives out of uh, I was the thinking of that, like all the, the most misinformation that would like kill people with this whole virus comes from Fox News. So it's like, yep. well, I don't want anyone to die. And there are people in our lives that <laughs> and we love yet. and care about that are idiots for Fox News. Fox News. And I'm like, I don't want them sure. to die. But same, my grandpa, yeah. my grandpa too. Yeah, yeah. I had but an still, argument with him like, about Trump. You know, we yeah. all know Trump supporters. I don't want my grandpa to die, but I don't want anyone to die. But I do think it would be. I tweeted about this from the Outdoor Valor account, uh, which is where I post more of my risque and blue jokes, not on Facebook, because I've got parents of students that follow <laughs> right. that are friends with me now. You know, I got to be the adult. It's all baby pictures and <laughs> podcasts, I guess. So I, I said, um, am I allowed to not feel bad when all these conspiracy theorists get sick? I don't want anyone to die, but for them to just be like miserable for a few days and have to go to the hospital, 
Right. I'm fine with that. They can recover. But just like that little bit of like karma, that little bit of come up and it's like, see? <laughs> right. CNN was right. Fox News was wrong. You got yourself sick. You're an idiot. So this song for science, for me, it's like the real, the science is what's going to save humankind throughout all this. A vaccine, you know, it might be a year and a half away. The scientists, the doctors, they're going to save us. They're going to be the real ones that save us. So mm-hmm. this guy yelling, for science, he's really saying it sarcastically. He's like, fuck you, science. I'm going to go kiss this girl from Venus against all, you know, everyone says I shouldn't, but I'm going to go do it. Right. And uh, so science, for real, though, is what's going to save us from this virus. And science would say, don't kiss the girl from Venus. We should probably communicate with her in some way that doesn't involve you exchanging bodily fluids. Right. <laughs> See, so it's like you shouldn't kiss the girl from Venus, you know, today. And yeah, so just I was like, yeah. So, so, what, so uh, you were you were coming up with another interpretation. Yeah, there, and maybe I, now that I'm dome. thinking about this, when I was like 11, I might yeah. have thought of this, but I couldn't put it in terms of like actual like understanding of sex or safe sex because like I'm only 11, like I barely knew that. But I do remember thinking when I heard this song at a really young age, the idea of like. There's a hot girl, and I knew what a hot girl was. I understood that much, and you want to kiss her, and I understood what that was. Yeah, but it's like, but if you kiss her, you'll die, and I'm like, oh, I don't understand what that means, and that confused me a little. But now as an adult and reevaluating the song, I'm like, oh, well, obviously, if you go along that line of thinking, like, somehow is this some sort of, like, safe sex metaphor, (laughs) like, is in a similar way to the thing you're talking about with coronavirus, is like, yeah. Especially because this song, what well, this song's like '88, right? That's when the EP came out that this was on. So yeah. it's like, uh-huh. so it's like you know, sort of the height of the AIDS epidemic. Like, is there a possible AIDS analogy oh, wow. in here as well? Not, you know, I, just yeah. saying. Like they lived, they lived in New York at the in '88, and like New York City was a hotbed for, you know, reporting on the AIDS epidemic and where things were happening for that. So it's like, is there a possibility? Not that they wanted to write like an AIDS anthem, but if it was in the air at the time, if you're living yeah. in New York City, and I'm sure lots uh-huh. of people knew people and had friends who were maybe catching a disease like that or something. Right. I'm totally just making this up wholesale right now. That's I'm just fine. Wondering, is there, I love doing that. Yeah. I wonder if there's Talk, like a possible thing it. here. It's like, you know, yeah, you here's know? a mysterious uh, person from space <laughs> and if <laughs> yeah. i really i really want to do it with her but i know if i do it with her i will die oh well yeah. we're gonna do it yeah. because it's the reagan 80 is gonna <laughs> do some coke and <laughs> yeah. go for ronald reagan right right right, right. yeah yeah uh, you know we just we're in the middle of watching well we're almost we got one more episode to watch of uh angels in america have you ever seen angels in america it was an hbo no i haven't but that's always been romance. on my list um yeah i remember i would highly recommend when it. that first came out yeah Yes, has some really uh, actors that. Well, for one, um, ah, shit, what's his name? Um, if you you'd know him if you watch Westworld oh, okay. or yeah, no, yeah, El Pacino, of course. <laughs> no, um, okay, hold on, I should just the so in Westworld, um, Westworld or West Wing, Westworld, um, in Westworld we got. Well, are you guys watching Westworld? Yes, we've seen. Well, we haven't watched it this season yet. So Bernard, um, shit, what is that actor's name? Oh, um, jo- he, Jeffrey Wright? A, uh-huh. A very young Jeffrey Wright plays two characters in oh, that, okay. Angels in America. Um, 
Yeah, one gay and one not. Uh, very, very, just like the play. Like we went and saw the play actually, and that's what inspired us to finally watch the with the at Purdue they put on the play right before they shut down the arts just like in total. Right. Um, and so Meryl Streep plays a couple of characters. Uh, he plays a couple of characters, uh, and then yeah, El Pacino only plays one character. I don't think you could disguise him very well. Um, like, is that El Pacino? Um, but it's it's great, and it's it's uh, sad, but also hilarious. There's a lot of good jokes in it, um, and the acting is amazing. And it's HBO, like even early aughts HBO, the production is amazing. Um, but it's all about the AIDS epidemic, and yeah, in in '88, I mean, I think people were starting to come to their senses about, you know use a condom or don't just have sex with anybody in the park, you know, like be careful, you know, and don't just be like, throw caution to the wind and yeah. just risk, risk your decided, life. Don't just, yeah, yeah. Risk your life for like 10 minutes of some sort, you know, you know, pleasures of the flesh, right. so to speak. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to corrupt the both of you just over this podcast. Um, that's, <laughs> You know, I'm gonna be sending. I'm gonna be sending you like subliminal messages. Be like, right. you sleep. Be like, six, six, six pentagrams. Um, I'll just send you like little postcards that just have nothing but a pentagram on it and no return address. Be like, who said that? Oh no! So, <laughs> this song is amazing, and the lyrics are yeah. great. And I, I, I like, you know, talking through like my favorite thing about the song by song podcast, especially doing it with different people all the time is hearing the different perspectives and and you know people coming from I've had a lot of Jewish people like they're they're they my giants are big and like yeah I mean they're based in New York I mean their Jewish uh, fan base is pretty big their LGBTQ fan base is really big um, which is cool um, getting people of color on the podcast has been difficult but open Mike Eagle is going to be I'm having my first uh, famous hip-hop artist on next week nice. Um and he hasn't picked a song yet. His agent needs to. His agent just needs to put me in touch with him directly, so we can not bore him with these details. But anyway, um, so you guys coming from you know raised in, I mean, it's not that I wasn't raised in a conservative household, but like my parents let me dye my hair. My mom helped me spike my mohawk when I was you know sixteen. Um, but like we went to church every week. You know, then it was Christmas and Easter, but but hearing like a perspective of someone who is still a little more, um, you know, uh, spiritual, I guess, for lack of a better term, coming at this from that, you know, being raised like that is different than the way I was coming at it. And that's why, you know, I love having different people on for sure. So I like all of those interpretations. We've talked about the lyrics pretty much at length, but is there anything about the instrumental elements of the track that we haven't gotten to yet i mean for one and moore's voice like as as right. an instrument having a female singer on this who is not on any other they might be giant songs on the wiki you cannot click on her name which means she has never been involved with them in any other way yeah um i kind of falsely but, as a kid thought it was the same female from uh from the guitar i just kind of okay. like made that false connection in my mind and obviously, well, that's the not thing true. is, it's it's kind of tough because like the Johns, especially early on, would put on a lot of funny voices. And Flansburg, you can tell it's Flansburg. You know, John Linnell's the announcer at the beginning and the end, but Flansburg's the main singing vocal. You can tell it's him, but he's putting on this character. You know, really bold guy, right. stupidly bold. Um, but then Anne Moore, uh, whoever she was, you know, a friend of theirs, just probably a friend of theirs. Um, 
the lady lived across the hall. You know, she's kind of putting out a voice too. And a lot right. of the women that appear in their songs will kind of put on a voice. Other than like Robin, you know, Flansburg's uh, wife, you'll hear a lot of these women doing a character too, you know? Mm-hmm. So like the way she's singing, he's so brave, he's so... It's like an unnatural kind of alien way of singing. Right. You know? And it I think that's like kind of the idea. That kind of feeds the into alien. the 50s B-movie feeling I always had about the sure. movie. Because it feels like that would be like... I don't know, some movie producers like, how would aliens sing? Oh, they'd sing like this. I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sing weird. That's how aliens would sing. That's how aliens would do it. Um, yeah, the, the, I mean, yeah, the cinematic elements of it. And like, so they weren't on a major label yet. You get, they get very cinematic on Factory Showroom. Like when I did the Patreon episode with the violinists, did you, did you listen to that one yet? The strings episode? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we talked about like factory showroom. Our guess was that they were trying to use up all of Electra's money while they could with all the right. orchestral stuff, like in SEXXY. SEXXY. Like all these little string things. This is their 1988 version of that, right. where it's like. Dun, 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 dun. They're like, this is like sci-fi but it kind of fits with the b-movie thing in that it's dramatic but still kind of chintzy you know kind of cheap sounding what do you think uh jessica about the um what do you like about the musical (laughs) elements the (laughs) non-lyrical elements step up to the microphone young lady uh there's a lot going on that's nice Oh, come on. I listened to it like twice. <laughs> you listened to it twice today, and she listened to it like twice three weeks ago. Should weeks uh, ago. Sh- should should we roll it one more time off Let's air just for you time, to give yeah. us? Yeah, just let yeah. it roll. Who cares? While you're doing that, I'm going to set up a little surprise for you. So just go okay. ahead and listen. I'm going to take my There's also the band For Science that has Mikey Erg in it, because when you type in For oh, Science nice. on Spotify, that is the first result every time. All right, go ahead and listen. I'm uh, taking my headphones off. Okay. You're still gonna have to wait till uh, later to see what I just did over off camera here, okay. Jessica. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, it. It's the it's a special surprise to finale for the show, uh, Jessica. What do you think about the uh, well the overall vibe of the song instrumentally in particular? It sounds like a They Might Be Giants song. Oh, good lord. <laughs> You commented on the ange- the choir like yeah, there's there's singing like a in the choir background. like singing and it sounds sort of Christmassy because of that. <laughs> it sounds sort of Christmas yeah, Christmassy. I had okay. never so I had never paid att- <laughs> I had never paid attention to it before, but yeah, she's right. There's like when the when the girl from Venus is singing there, yeah. I think it sounds like a sample to me, but it sounds like a a sample of like a choir singing that okay. they're probably playing through a keyboard, and it kind of adds. A mysterious quality to that female character. I had never really yeah. noticed that before. Jessica noticed that. <laughs> yeah, like I think this woman, Anne Moore, is not really singing in her natural singing voice. Like I said, it almost does sound like on a cheap keyboard, you're like, ooh, vocals. And then it shows, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, ah. You know, it does, yeah, that's, yeah, it's definitely good. But it just gives like sort there. of an extra worldly quality to that character. Yeah. Oh, we we also had the comment. We for, I just want to mention this because I don't know how else we'll fit it in. Uh, Talking to your elbow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, this song reminds me of Martian Girl by the Aquabats. 
Nice. Right? Are you familiar yeah. with that yeah. song? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, of it's course. A, it's the same thing, because even though she's a Martian girl, she's from Planet V, and it's exactly the same thing. She co- yeah. Although, specifically, he wants to be with her, and she wants to eat him. We don't know... Wh- <laughs> we don't actually know in For Science what would kill the Flans character. We don't know if it's right. like she's got some alien pathogen, or she would bite his head off, or... If she's got like acid in her lips or what, we don't know. Yeah, but it's yeah. a similar thing. And then the Aquabat song is obviously more peppy and possibly more positive because she leaves. Right. With that, she decides to leave because he doesn't taste good in the Aquabat song. <laughs> whereas the Force. I'll drop Force, a clip in. Yeah. Well, here's a story that must be told. It's kind of new, not very old. About a female Martian with a wild. Her big orange eyes and green skin Blue was her hair She came from way up there She wore silver underwear Almost make it but she didn't care Why, why did she come from Planet B? Well, I don't know Whoa, whoa, whoa Martian girl from Planet B Will you marry me? Whoa, 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 whoa She came from outer space She came to see If Earth was good Whoa, whoa Dude, yeah, that but, song is great. That whole yeah. album, Travis Barker, baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Travis Barker drums on that. Travis Barker's best drumming is on that record. The best drumming of his career. Yeah, for sure, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can see the yeah the 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 relations for sure. And Aquabats rule, and I need to find an Aquabats song by song podcast and do a crossover with them. Oh yeah, um, love the Aquabats. Yeah, I mean, but God, the the ending of For Science. Is like okay, he's dated. He's gonna date the girl from Venus, or he has dated yeah. her, and he's like, let's get those missiles ready to destroy the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like yeah, this, the Aquabat song. He's like, oh, she left me, but I didn't get eaten. The name of giant song so this is like one... the missiles are gonna destroy the universe. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and funny that both uh, songwriters, well, all three songwriters, have gone on to do kids stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got the one band with songs that have happy endings. Um, even the cat with two heads that sounds, you know, spooky. Still, you could pet one kitty's head, then pet the other kitty's head. Yeah. Oh, are you got, do you guys need to wrap it up or something? Or, oh, no, uh, no, no. Up? Sorry. I tried to lean over to put something in the trash, and I accidentally put it in the recycling, and then Jessica gave me a dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> For science. <Yeah. laughs> um, so you're getting, you're getting this garbage ready to destroy the universe. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that, that tag at the end, how did I not bring that up when I was talking about the coronavirus? Right. I mean, let's get those <laughs> missiles ready to destroy the universe. Yeah. I mean, who knows how long it's going to take for a coronavirus to, like, have countries, like, blaming each other about stuff and starting to, like, go to war over this. I mean, the, I'm just like, Kara loves apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic movies, and I love them, too. Right. <laughs> but, like, they're a little too real now. Like, it yeah. seems to me like things could start happening like obviously not zombies, but like <laughs> right. shit where like if you've never seen The Road or read The Road by Cormac McCarthy, fuck, no, thank that you. is the most depressing. <laughs> no, thank you. you don't want to watch I'm it now. Th- it was depressing yeah. when things were were you know when Obama was president. It was it was still depressing. Um, she is a worrier and she winds herself up with these things, and it's like me. I just watch shows about serial killers. Like you know, I like my dark dark stuff and how like figuring out where the mind goes but like the coronavirus thing let's get those missiles ready to destroy the universe maybe if not literal missiles 
It's like, hey, I'm going to go kiss the girl from Venus. I'm going to go contract coronavirus and I'll be fine because I'm strong, a uh, spring breaker. Um, but then I'm going to destroy the universe by going and hugging my grandma and now my grandma's dead. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's like th- people are just so stupid and they don't believe science. And like right. I said, this guy's being sarcastic for science, you know, and also, then at the end he's destroying the universe. To sort of yeah. uh, tie this back into your take on the song based off of the world we're living in today. The character, especially the Flans character, is like, I'm doing this for science. I'm a man of science, but he's clearly, like, kind of dumb. You know, the character in this song. And that's kind of where we are with this administration. Where, like, it's Mike Pence. Yeah, Mike Pence. That's exactly what I was going towards. It's like, sorry, I stole he, your, yeah, I stole your, your punchline. Like, <laughs> yeah, Trump is like, Trump is like, oh, Mike's going to be taking care of all of this. It's like, oh, great. The guy who, like, doesn't believe in science at all. Like, we were watching a video. Um, there's this YouTube channel called Legal Eagle. I, I like to watch it because I learn a little bit about yeah. the law. But he was specifically talking about yeah. how Trump, the administration, botched this whole thing. And he's like giving all of this list, <laughs> yeah. of, this list of things that Mike Pence has done to not believe in science, like obvious ones yep. that you would be, you would think of for like abortion and stuff like that. But then one where he was like, he was he, Mike Pence said that cigarettes don't kill in 2000. <laughs> what? Wait, is he a smoker? <laughs> Why would you say he, that? He, is he a smoker? I know. I don't think that, so. I guess he just has like a, a quote. In 2000, he said, "Holy cigarettes God. don't kill." Wow. Maybe okay. he got yeah, a lot so, of tobacco money that year. Okay, so Trump is the Linnell's character is Trump. Flan's right. character is uh, Pence. So yeah. yeah, at the end, that's Trump saying. Let's get those miss- let's get those missiles ready to destroy the universe. <laughs> let's destroy all of my Twitter enemies. Let's fire missiles at Twitter headquarters. Oh wait, Meryl Streep doesn't live there. Um, this <laughs> God fucking I I just I'm I'm over it, man. I'm over it. I was over I it like his inauguration. Should we get to the cover section? Sure, I found the two. Do you- yeah, I went. I looked on Bandcamp. I went on Bandcamp and SoundCloud, and both revealed nothing. So right. I think we got the two uh, YouTube ones that you found. Which yes. one should we listen to to first? Why don't you? Let's make Jessica talk. <laughs> introduce the song. This is something she was saying. She's them. like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. So introduce. who do we have here? We have Hank's channel. Yep. Yeah, Hank. Uh, you run the cover section of our podcast. That's right. Right? <laughs> I always do the covers on our podcast, so I'm... I no, do. no, 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 yeah, no, I Jessica's do doing dive, them. So. Jessica's doing them tonight. So this guy looks like a Hank. So He's, got, just, a, he's got a very expensive this microphone. Is, this is Jessica, and we have Hank's channel. Hello! Hello! And, and if I'm not mistaken, he was doing get, a yeah, different cover every day. Get away from day. the microphone. <laughs> Je- <laughs> and I wrote... Yeah. So, and Danny wrote a note, this is Jessica, Danny wrote a note that this is sort of in a protest, sort of a pseudo like Bob Like a Woody Guthrie style. style? Yeah. Okay, I haven't heard this. I'm going to listen to Hank uh, for science. Let's see if he's so brave. Here we go. Hello, this is Hank Green, and welcome to my series on uh, covers of songs by They Might Be Giants. This song is called For Science. This is the first one I'm doing, I believe. Um... There has been a spacecraft sighted Flying high above the sky Sirens declare there's one among us from Venus 
volunteers, we need volunteers, soldiers to greet them, have no fear, have no fear, you will be killed right away, oh I will date the girl from Venus, flowers die and so will I, yes I will kiss the girl from Venus for science, oh I'm so Okay, all yeah. right, I get the idea. I want to hear Jessica's hear- thoughts on this first. Nope, step well, away from okay, the Okay, Quiet, quiet. <laughs> the, quiet, Jessica, the, the men are what talking. What was written on his guitar? Something about owning noobs or something? Do you know who that uh, is a reference to? No, no, we don't, I guess. It says noobs, that's all we can see. Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie's guitar famously said, This machine kills fascists. Oh, okay. That you've probably seen that before, oh. written right across the acoustic. So his says his probably says this machine pones noobs is what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so like you can see machine the N E coming out from under his arm. Right. So Jessica, what is your take on uh, Hank's cover of First Science? There's 25,000 views here. What do you think? I mean, he's clearly reading the lyrics off screen because <laughs> he keeps <laughs> right. looking to, to the corner and reading something. I don't know. He yeah. does a good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Daniel. What, what, what do you think, Danny? My my main takeaway is, despite all the interpretations we discussed tonight, when you hear Hank's version, it makes yeah. me think it's about the Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Do you do you listen to much folk music? Like, I mean, like real, like old folk music. No, I definitely don't. I don't. I okay. Don't, well, yeah. I definitely do. And if you like my first graders singing They Might Be Giants, then you could click over to my kindergartner singing folk songs. We do two Guthrie songs. Okay. Uh, one's made famous by Pete Seeger. We do, I mean, old school, like Oh Susanna, Home on the Range, stuff like that. It's adorable. Um, both of those videos have two... 2,500 views, and my principals were like, um, how did you do that? We're like these super small towns, and like the next highest post on Facebook, because I have an administrator thing on it to post my music stuff, and the next highest one is like 400 views, and these are 2,500 views on each of my programs, and they're like, how did you do that? And my superintendent already loves me. It's a small district where like the superintendent actually knows my name. He also likes me because I'm the only man at both my elementary schools. He's a real man's man, which I am not, but I will pretend to be to get my boss's boss to like me. They love that I'm driving so much traffic to the site, and uh, you should watch both of those. They're amazing. So, Hank... uh, Props for like the the taking the Woody Guthrie, this machine kills fascists, which is just such a cool thing. You still see people writing on their guitars. You'll mm-hmm. you'll see it all over the place now that I've mentioned it, um, especially like folkies, modern folkies, and 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 you know, freak folk, Americana, those kind of guys. They worship Woody Guthrie for good reason. He's one of my favorites. And did you hear the end introducing episode that I was on talking about Woody Guthrie's autobiography? Uh. I re- I know you've t- mentioned Woody Guthrie a bunch in terms of like how many songs they might be giants have and how Woody Guthrie like knocks them out of the park, right? I'm that's the, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Sorry, when I said like I definitely don't listen to fo- actual <laughs> folk music, I didn't mean it like in a fuck that. I was more like thinking like <laughs> no no I know. like like I definitely yeah. can't pretend that I do. You know what I mean? Like I would definitely want to check it out. It's just nothing sure. that I've ever really checked out. 
Yeah. It really, really, my being a music teacher gives me an excuse to like deep dive into like anything I want music related. Right. It's my job 40, you know, 40 hours a week. And so like doing this folk unit just allowed me to like really dig into stuff that like kids would like. There are some that are written for kids. Woody Guthrie wrote like 100 songs for his own kids. You know, he's written like 2,000 songs. He wrote like 2,000 songs before he died of a horrible, um, rare brain uh, degeneration mm. disease. But like this this guy, he knows Woody Guthrie enough to write a, a parody of it on, you know, I mean, a little joke parody of it on his guitar. You got to be committed to write like in Sharpie on your acoustic guitar. Right. Um, and it sounds really good. He's got a really expensive uh, blue, even though it's a red microphone. The brand is blue. That is a good uh, USB mic. Or it actually might be a real mic. It looks like an XLR. So this guy, obviously, he's got his YouTube channel that's got, you know, 364,000 subscribers. So a guy like that introducing people to They Might Be Giants, like, it's pretty cool that he picked a deep cut and he's like, this is a They Might Be Giants song. A lot of people that hadn't heard They Might Be Giants probably were hearing them for the first time right. through this guy. Yeah. So props to Hank. Let's move on to the other one you found for science. Um, Jessica, introduce it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Eric Dean. Uh, Jimmy Dean's son. <laughs> and he's got a bunch <laughs> of... Uh, uh -huh. Oh, he's going with the whole like War of the Worlds kind of thing. He's got a bunch of old like footage yeah. b movie footage going black and white stuff good stuff yeah so this is on youtube as well eric dean yeah there has been a spacecraft sighted flying high above the sky sirens declare there's one among us from venus he filmed himself a little <laughs> yeah that's great Flowers die and so will I Yes, I will kiss the girl from Venus Not like he filmed himself at like a power station He's like, this is the most space age thing in my neighborhood I'm so brave, I'll be her love slave Be so brave, be so brave He'll be her love slave of course a missile rocket launching at the end i love it yeah that's really good i like yeah it's it's great i really like it he he gives it a whole i like how both these covers aren't just straight at, i mean it's a i mean the original song is probably hard to emulate exactly as it is but both of yeah. these covers took the song and did something totally different with it that is fitting to do this yeah. whole protest sort of folk music style but then and then this one this like dramatic, like I don't even know what kind of music that would be classified as, but this like whole other like it's almost like a, it's almost theatrical. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Just Jessica, what do you like about it? I love the visuals. I love that he <laughs> pulled like some like Day the Earth Stood Still footage and some other like B movie footage, and then it, like cut it in with footage of himself. <laughs> yeah. I only know movie stuff. I don't know anything about music. I have no right. <laughs> yeah, to no, have that's yeah, fine. On, on our show, we don't we we admit like at the top of most shows, we are not musicologists. We do not. We are not going to be able to discuss chord progressions 
and we like don't all know these what deep a xylophone things. is exactly. <laughs> exactly. But we're we're coming at it. We're coming at it from that way of like sure. we are talking about Reliant K songs, and this is how this makes yeah. us feel. And we pick up on little things. We start to learn stuff through interviews and other reviews that we read, and we're like, okay, now we know what a vibraphone and a xylophone and a Glock are. Glockenspiel. Feel free, feel free to, I should just give you my phone number and you can text me (laughs) mid-recording and be like, hey, what instrument is this? And like, if I haven't been, I'll be like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, that's, oh, that's a mandolin. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when we talked Um, about Black Ops, you like said there's a special type of rhyming scheme in this song and I was like, and you named whatever that rhyming scheme was and I was like, oh, okay. Like where you rhyme, oh, like, like internal rhyme, maybe. yeah, like yeah. internal rhyme, or like you rhyme like the second to last syllable or something like that. And I was, yeah, I was, was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> something we'd never be able to call in our podcast. You know, sometimes I don't. Well, like I was worried when the podcast first started about getting too cerebral with the, like the music stuff. But then, like when I finally did it, people like really responded positively to it. So I've continued to do it, and I'll come over and I'll like bang on my piano right here, and I'll be like. Well, this uh, chord progression here, you know, if you're going to go from an F to an E flat, you know, that's that's in that's in F Phrygian. And people are like, what's that? So then I have to explain that there's not just major and minor and talk about medieval. Yeah, I remember hearing you talk about that recently. What was it? It was uh, someone someone keeps keeps moving moving my chair. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, this is really, really deep. <laughs> yeah. So was that like totally boring or was it? No, like no, it was actually really fascinating open. to, I mean, nice. I was, I was like, I'm not going to retain the details of this, but I got what you guys are saying, especially because I think, wasn't it, you're saying like the covers, a lot of them couldn't quite nail it because maybe they didn't understand the scale or whatever yeah. that you guys figured out. Yeah. We've had real yeah. case songs like that where, I mean, Matt Thiessen's a super technical guy. Like, he knows his stuff, and he probably has, like, those sort of, like, odd scales in some songs, but your ear probably doesn't even realize it because occasionally we'll come across a cover that, like, people are just not nailing. What was it? It was... Yeah. Oh, man, what was that? Oh, uh... (laughs) Was it Candlelight? Candlelight. The song Candlelight, which is off of... No one pulled off a good cover? Nobody could get it, and that is, like, their most, like... That's their album. Forget not slow down is kind of like their regard as their like artistic achievement. It's like their height. It's not their. It's not their biggest okay. selling one, but it's like the album that like if you want to be a hoity-toity Reliant K fan, <laughs> you say yeah that forget not slow down is your favorite album. But yeah, the song Candlelight, people could not do a cover of it. That album is notable because it has also like these sort of um, pretentious things of like intros and outros. It's got like multiple tracks yeah. that are just like a minute oh, long with like ambient yeah. noise leading into the song. It's still a pop rock album, but it's like their most artistically like dense album. Sure. I'm having trouble finding this right now on my phone, but we also started up a collaborative playlist called Dork Rock. <laughs> Get, guess who's on it? Uh, <laughs> it's like They Might Be Giants, Five Iron Frenzy, Nerf Herder, uh, Reliant K, The Aquabats. Um, I got Mustard Plug on there. Uh, let's see, Self, Travis Morrison from uh, this Memorable Plan. Um, yeah, so I'm having trouble finding that, but she she made me a pretty good Reliant K mix, and I will I will gladly and as the music teacher and especially not being able to go to school, 
if right. you guys are ever like, we can't figure out what instrument this is or what is going on with the chord progressions, if you're doing research like a couple days ahead and you're like, hey, listen to this song. You might not know it, but listen to this song or like here's a chord chart or whatever that we found. Um, I'd be happy to try and, and uh, unlock any mysteries for you before you record. Uh, well, definitely. Well, you'll give our... We have one listener who is probably sweating right now because he's our guy that does that for us a lot of the time. His name is You Can See... On oh, Twitter. yeah. Well, yeah. On Twitter, he's You Can See My Socks. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> so look out, yeah. Socks. I don't know I, gotta, I don't know his real name. We got to ask his real name. I think it's Daniel. Oh, it's it hard Daniel? to be... Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's hard to be dorkier about music than me. But like, I literally spend... I mean, it's my job to teach people about music. Right. And, you know, I went to college to learn every orchestral instrument and learn about music theory. And it's stuff that I employ in my rock songwriting. And, you know, I'm inspired by bands that, you know, went orchestral with their shit, like Pet Sounds, you know, Revolver, mm-hmm. Sgt. Pepper, all that kind of stuff. All the big, you know, Phil Spector. Well, then Forget you know, Not Slow but- Down is the Rally K album. To ch- I mean, you have your playlist. Okay. But if you decide yeah. to If you decide to check out one album, make it Forget Not Slow Down. Because yeah. that is sort of like their Pet Sounds. Which sounds super pretentious, nice. but just when you're aware of the history oh, yeah, of the yeah, band, yeah. that's their pet sounds. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, are you ready for the final cover? Yes. You're a part of it. Are you ready? I thought so. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> I did. So I didn't want. I. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I mean, knew Danny this is something he does. Yeah. <laughs> I will do. Yeah. If so, there's two covers of this. There should be more. Um, let's see. I better get the lyrics up. I think you're gonna be the you're gonna be the girl. Oh no! Which part? Okay. <laughs> so this is like karaoke. Yeah. Well, obviously, Jessica, you're doing the the um, <laughs> the female vocal, and um, oh really? I mean, so he's so brave. He's so brave. Yep. Yeah. He's so brave. And this, the whole idea of these in studio, live in studio covers, this is also going to end up, this is also going to end up on the band camp, so no pressure. Uh oh. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I should have listened to this song more than twice. <laughs> okay, well, we can do a rehearsal. We can do a rehearsal. Okay, okay, so I need to make a good sound here. So this is an analog synth. When it came to me, when I got it off eBay, it was 300 bucks in the year 2000 I bought it. It's now going for $2,500. Wow. So um, it could be lots of cool things. You <laughs> it's have your retirement to, save. investment there. Yes. Every sound that's on here was designed by me for science. Okay. So speaking of science, the science <laughs> of electricity, electricity, uh, most keyboards, it's like, actually, it's like a sample. There's a sampled sound, and you play it at a different pitch. This, the electricity, is actually um, going through the circuits is what's actually making the sound, like, as you're playing it. So, like... Wow. Like a, uh, what do you call that? The, uh, uh, (laughs) what do you call the thing, the rod that you put your hand near and it plays a sound based off of that? Theremin. Uh, Theremin. (laughs) This is why you contact me. One of my favorite bands, I know, one of my favorite bands in the world, Fishbone, have a theremin in their band and I could not think of the name. Nice. For science. Okay, so yeah. 
See, this has been my baby since uh, I learned how to play like every rental song ever on this, you know. That sounds pretty cool. So I made this just now. This is an original sound for uh, this song and this song only. Um, okay. I can save it to my bank. So let's see. So I've never played the song before. Okay. Okay. So let's see. <laughs> okay, so does that sound too obnoxious? No, I think it's not. It's fun. Okay. So are we ready for the real thing? Yes. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> that was good enough. April, so, yeah. you ready? So, so um, wait, uh, Jessica, are you going to do the, do you feel comfortable doing the female parts by yourself now? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to have your feature on this song. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This so is she's fine. Like, the, the, the whole premise is that we fuck it up and it's fun and who cares? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready when you're... I think we're ready. We're as ready as we're going to be. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, here we go. So you're starting it. I'll just give you like a four count so you got the note. Okay. Mm, there has been... Yeah, so one, Practice, two, can you... three, four. What? Oh, sorry. What's up? <laughs> no, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Count me in and I'll be ready. Trying to okay. Okay. One, two, three, four. There's been a spacecraft sighted flying high above the sky. Sirens declare there's one among us from Venus. Us. Volunteers, we need volunteers. Soldiers to meet them. I had to really make it sound like the universe was uh, being destroyed. Oh, wow, those waveforms are big. I like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's wrap up this goddamn episode. It's time I to know. score the song. Oh, that's right. So now, Jessica. Oh, what is it? Wasn't that fun, though, kids? Out of, ten, out of ten, ten. You can use decimals. Sorry, I'm running. <laughs> I'm doing yeah, the part that's that Greg so, would normally explain. 
But you get to break the song, write the song out of time. Well, out of the out of the They Might Be Giant songs that you know, <laughs> other than For Science, what's your favorite They Might Be Giant song? I mean, just out of the handful you know. Ah, uh, Doctor Worm. Good choice. That is also my favorite They Might Be Giant song. So, if that's your favorite, just say that's a ten. You know, for for the sake okay. of ease there. Where does this score uh, against that in the They Might Be Giants canon? An eight. <laughs> Solid. Nice. All right, <laughs> Mister Leary. Well, I think I would give this song a seven point eight, just to just. be slightly <laughs> contrarian. <laughs> it's like Price is Right rules. You're supposed to go one yeah. over. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So I'll give it an eight point one. No, I give it a seven point eight. Nice. Okay, so. I never think of my scores ahead of time because I always like to talk through it with my guests first because lots of times they're the ones that pick it. Lots of times they end up boosting my score just by like bringing their, their perspective to it. Um, this is, out of all the, like what you would officially call a B-side, this might be my mm-hmm. favorite, my number one B-side, okay? So like taking away all of the full album songs, so like that takes away like the actual legit studio album songs, that takes away several hundred songs. But, like, out of all the B-sides, it's probably my favorite. Like, I'd have to really go and see, like, against all the cast your pod to the wind and all the... Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of gray area with what's a B-side these days in the streaming right. era, right? You know, you just put everything on Spotify. It's all equal. Um, this song is great, and I think I am going to... I love this song. I'm going to give it a nine. Well, yeah. now I feel shamed. <laughs> you, you should be. You're bad and you should feel bad. Uh, <laughs> for science, great song or the greatest song? Thanks so much, you guys, for being on. And I'm Thank excited you. to do... Yeah, I'm excited to do the uh, Sadie Hawkins pod. People should go find it. Now, you guys are available on like any podcast platform. Would that be correct? Yeah, I've, I've applied for every... It's like... It's like school. You got to apply for these <laughs> podcast apps, and I've tried to apply for everyone that is out there. So we should be on almost yeah. anything: Google Play, Apple, Spotify. Nice. Yes, I'm so lucky to be a Punk News podcast because we've been set up for podcasts since like 2008, and oh, we that's use. Right, a, yeah. John Ulis has uh, actually told me that we use a very old school. Um, rss code method and i'm like we do well punk news just <laughs> celebrated our 20th anniversary though site was launched in 99 i started working for them working for cds free cds in 2002 and podcasting in 2012 so like i update the code and it goes to everything mm-hmm. i uh, we've all scored the song uh is there any other place you want people to find you for the podcast or otherwise Twitter handles, anything yes. like that? Uh, Twitter and Instagram are both Sadie Hawkins pod. Uh, we also have, uh, I've never called your voicemail line, but we have a voicemail line. I've always, I always, once in a while, I think I got to call, they might be, this might be a podcast, a voicemail line. I never, you know, it, I apologize. If, if you want, for hilarity's sake, would you want me to leave a voicemail about the whole xylophone <laughs> thing and like feign, like really, like, <laughs> you should, you could. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you guys messed that up. How do you not know about glockenspiels? Wait, it was a glockenspiel, right? Is that I can't even remember it what part. It was a glockenspiel, yeah. It was, yeah, a okay. yeah. It was. So um, we thought yeah, it was a vibraphone or a xylophone. They tore with a glockenspiel. Reliant K toured with a glockenspiel. Yeah. Nice. They played a vibraphone in a in a concert DVD they released, a show DVD. Do you guys see my glockenspiel back there? Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I love Glockenspiel. It's all over outdoor floor stuff. We had the only member, the only member of Reliant K who has like interacted with the show thus far. Yeah, is John John Schneck. He was the guitar. Which guy is he? Sorry. Oh, you're dropping out. Damn it! <laughs> I heard. Let's you get say the that. missiles ready to destroy the <laughs> internet. Uh, who who is was he a former member? Yeah, he was a member sort of in their middle years. He was on the five score and seven year ago, years ago album. He was on the Forget and Not Slow Down album we talked about. Nice. There's a like a middle three albums that he was on. Uh, he was the guy that played the Glockenspiel on tour. Nice. So we, I actually DM'd him directly, and I was like, can you clear this up for us? And then after he cleared that up by DM, he also sent us a voicemail. Oh, it, so. very nice. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so then you should play those in rapid succession. Um, or did you yeah. already play that one? Am I? I mean, we already I'm, played that one, but we okay, can, okay. that's what we should can mention. I, we can bring it up again when you call. Can I still? Yeah, so I could still leave an angry voicemail even though it's a couple episodes behind, right? Right, yeah. Okay, sure. cool. Yeah, I will definitely do that uh, and pretend like I, well, I d- obviously didn't hear his voicemail. Um, right. Or I could listen to it and then be like, I still think you guys are idiots. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's fucking end this episode because it is 1230 <laughs> at night for me so yeah, we'll, we'll, even we'll for you doctor, guys i think we might do dr worm some other time <laughs> yeah oh no definitely no that there's no question we're not yeah. doing right now i am loopy um yeah. so thank you for having us on <laughs> yeah guys thanks so much i feel like we're the guests that you can't quite kick out of the party yet and you're so <laughs> tired and you just want to go to sleep <laughs> guys guys we're we're out of drinks everyone's left Let's even put the, on a movie. Even the dog, the dog is sleeping and giving you the or giving you the side eye, like, uh, um, I can't fully cuddle until these people leave. And uh, so, yeah, let me do my little credits. So, um, for science, so thanks, Sadie Hawkins Pod, uh, Daniel and Jessica Leary, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, people can hit me up on Twitter as well at this might be a pod. My Gmail is this might be a pod at Gmail. We're on Facebook, Instagram now for some reason. Have a YouTube account. Um, I live in Instagram for an audio medium. Why not? And uh, everywhere else. Oh yeah, voicemails two two four eight zero one two nine three zero. Um, call in and say how For Science is actually about something else completely different. I love hearing interpretations on the voicemails. So, uh, with that, um, we will say goodnight to our sunny West Coasters who, uh, haha, Californians are stuck indoors. <laughs> I've been stuck indoors forever. I'm a Midwesterner. You never know what Indianapolis, Indiana Spring is going to be. So, uh, thanks, guys, and, um... Thank you. Awesome. Hanging up. I'm so brave. I'm so brave. I'll be her love slave. He's so brave. He's so brave. You'll be her love slave forever. Yes! I will take the girl from Venus. Flowers die, and so will I. Yes, I will kiss the girl from Venus for science. Let's get those missiles ready to destroy the universe!